Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Thursday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk of the M1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500. You can catch us on the television if you have a Roku TV, maybe an Amazon Fire and Apple TV. You can podcast us for SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Also available for download are wonderful apps for rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. Don't forget, you can catch us. Nice and clear on AM 1490 KRSN up in Santa Fe, 107.1 Los Alamos. And as always, all of our uh, musings available at rockoftalk.chat. I do that just for my good friend D. Dowd Muska, who uh, doesn't muse. He's got facts figures. But we've got lots and lots of, of release. We want to thank each and every person uh, who is uh, seemingly more and more interested uh, suddenly in the musings that are going on on rockoftalk.chat. Uh, we're getting a uh, 20% open rates. It's a uh, pretty, uh, satisfying and amazing. And, uh, you guys are really paying attention. I think it shows that you care about the city. You care about what happens and, uh, you are likely, uh, wanting to be informed each and every day with that hard hitting news and analysis, not to mention a couple of little releases that we're using, uh, which I'm certainly free to do uh, as part of my campaign for mayor fight for 505.com. That's fight for 505. Dot com lost to get to D Dad Muscow or one. How are you, sir? Well, Eddie, I'm looking forward to uh the cleanup weekend. Uh it appears yes. that we're gonna have our uh, what do they call it? Uh impress clean the neighbors up, coming up. up. Yeah. yeah. Companies coming, they're calling it. Now, the park and rec department and the solid waste department are doing this uh in advance of the balloon fiesta. I don't know why they aren't doing this all the time for the people who actually live here and pay taxes here. Oh. Uh oh, there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> I'm not really sure which uh, direction they're going to go in, but uh, there we go. It's, this is one of those uh, times where we like to put on our best, you, know, you best behave because God is coming. I, oh, I guess our visitors are coming. Guess who's coming to dinner? I don't know. I don't like that mentality. We should be at our best all the time. I think it's Completely important. Agree. Uh, you know, uh, let's just kind of start there because there's going to be lots of people that are going to be coming in by aeroplane directly into the City of Albuquerque by way of Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta. And you just heard the top of the hour uh, news came in from, uh, you know, for USA uh, Network. So amazing stuff. I love the news and commentary had on there. The right, the right demeanor. I think the right angle, everything seems to be communicated clearly. And I think it shows real objective uh, and uh, more newsworthy than what we had from Fox News. Fox News was definitively agenda driven. Uh, Fox News can, can, Go take a hike for all we care anymore. We've got a much better top of the hour news source and says we finally got through all of that. So hopefully some other, you know, junky place will pick them up and, uh, you know, move forward. But uh, we have lots of airplanes coming in and they talk a lot about unruly passengers. Is this really a thing? Have you seen people be unruly on airplanes? I mean, let's get real now. Has anybody taken an airplane lately and seen uh, people sort of lose their minds and say to themselves, Oh, what? I'm not going to put on my mask. I don't know that that's even happening. I don't know why, what the agenda is, why that's being overplayed. You know, if it happens one time, they, they push this. Uh, on the, are they trying to keep people from traveling? Are they trying to make people scared? Do they not want people to move around? In my opinion, I think it's a disincentive, right? We saw week over week 
that more and more people are now uh, booking airplane flights. I think it was like a, was it a 600% week over week uh, number of people who are now booking? I think people are just tired. They're fed up and uh, they don't want to be masked. They don't want to be vaxxed. And I don't think anybody is going to be pushing back at airports saying, well, you know, after you're already getting frisked and fondled and amongst other things uh, over at the airport, I don't think you're too worried at this point of putting on a mask. I think that that's a, uh, pretty fair to say. And, you know, uh, these hazing incidences that are o- always happening as well, apparently, and this came from KRQE last week, two people were escorted. And you have to ask yourself, why is KRQE putting this from the AP? Why is this something they would cut out and, you know, uh, uh, let the people of Albuquerque pay attention to? It says a video on Twitter captured the moment when two people were escorted off an American Airlines flight out of Miami for not wearing masks. The video was put online by Twitter, only in days, showing the other flight passengers chanting the song, na, 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 hey, hey, uh, goodbye. And the two were removed by the crew. The post says that three people were escorted off the plane. American Airlines says later certified that only two people were escorted off the flight. Here's what I think is happening. Okay, so there's this uh, cultural battle. There's the people who believe in the science. They believe, it, and we're going to put the science in quotes, because there's lots of different science floating around out there. Okay. And I think, in my opinion, we've got to have the data-driven hard science at this point. I think they're trying to prevent you from going out and living your life. I think they don't want you to travel. And if you do travel, they want you to 100% comply with everything. I don't think that anybody who's traveling is not complying. I think at this point, if you make a decision to get on a plane or travel someplace, I'm pretty sure you're prepared with the mask and everything else to go ahead and go through this. We're not that stupid. We're not that honorary. We're not that brazen to go ahead and say, well, I'm getting on this plane. I bought a ticket whether I like it or whether you like it or not. I don't think anyone's talking that way. So I really think the news organizations out there are disincentivizing people from, from, uh, from traveling. I would, would you say, I know, uh, Dowd, your, your family just came in from Las Vegas. I doubt they had an incident. I don't think that anybody was not in compliance. People, by and large, want to do the right thing. And if a company asks them to do stuff, they understand that that's the message that comes from the private company. No one's going to say, well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to come through here no matter what. At that point, you're just feel like, I'm not going to patronize a business. You know, you're, you're patronizing those businesses that support your type of value. So uh, as the balloon fiesta comes in, and we haven't made our minds up as far as policy, but we finally did yesterday. You won't have to be vaccinated. People, once they know the rules, are going to go ahead and go along with it. Okay, but they don't want things that in, I think, everyone's opinions that are, um, how would you say, too much. The request is too high. The demand is uh, beyond reason. I think that that's uh, essentially all we're looking at. So as these people come in and we don't have uh, fully booked rooms yet, I think it's important and coming among them not to make that such a big deal and make more of the enjoyment of the season, the money that's being well spent. They don't want to be having to hop through rules. So if you give them the bare bones basics, they're going to go ahead and comply and say, hey, you know, we're coming to the balloon fiesta. We'll come back again. We enjoyed ourselves. Let's not make a big deal about vaccine or masking so that we can go ahead and enjoy the time that we decided to come and spend thousands of dollars inside uh, your your city. You doubt uh, your thoughts on that. Well, I think we're running up against, Eddie, uh, an old problem with the media, which is if it bleeds, it leads. And okay. now we're seeing the fusion of the old tradition of if it bleeds, it leads with promoting compliance culture, which is what apparently okay. everything in America is all about now. We used to love Elvis and rock and roll. And uh, Eric Clapton, I guess, is being deplatformed and, and canceled because he's he's raising issues about this. But it, it's curious. The media has thrived for a long time on if it bleeds, it leads. But the fact of the matter is most of us live pretty placid, 
prosaic lives. We don't hang out in the dangerous parts of town. Why is the word nuclear so nuclear to people? It's even become its own. It's become a second meaning, nuclear. Uh, radiation is odorless and colorless and microscopic. What else is odorless and colorless and microscopic? The virus, too. Um, yep. So we're seeing two different stra strains, if you will, of media irresponsibility fusing into one. And I don't know, this. it's now noble in America to cower at home and, and not go out and live your life? I, I, that, is that the culture we live in now? Or if you're in the majority and you happen to be on a plane where everybody's captured, nobody can escape, um, you want to definitely start hazing people. Uh, you want to scold people and yep. shake your finger and make people feel unwelcome. This has been tough on everybody. Can't we just actually act like we have a little bit of manners? I don't think you need to haze people straight off because then, of course, there's the averse. And the verse is, hey, here we are. I'm not going to perform at your uh, your place. I'm not going to, uh, you know, you're not going to participate at, at your place. Let me tell you what KOAT did. And remember, I'm running for mayor, fightfor505.com. I told them that I was not vaccinated. Okay. They changed the entirety of the actual debate, instead of being in person, going to see Doug Fernandez and Shelly Rubondo, or however they were going to go ahead and handle that debate, they decided to say, hey, we're just going to move everything to, to Zoom. We're just going to put everything on Zoom. Now, I'm not happy about that, but in my opinion, they went and decided to go ahead and accommodate me because I was not vaxxed. I'm the, the one that's in the minority, my other two uh, competitors in all this, and they're welcome to equal, equal time here on my uh, airspace uh, for a live call and show it. At, uh, at the Kiva. But I will say one thing. They went in, they accommodated me, and I said, okay, well, I didn't say anything about it. I can, didn't complain, didn't say two words about it. <clears throat> I don't know, you know, where the madness is going to end, but we still have to have elections. We still have to have debates. We still have to have performances. Uh, but then there's other places across the country on the very same network that our debate is going to be on. They also had 107,000 people at in Penn State that were at the whiteout that were all together that didn't care if they were masked or vaxxed or anything and it was sold out. And you're like, well, that irony is being played on the very same channel. Yes. So to me, it seems like, well, aren't you kind of being a little bit hypocritical on this? You can feature. You would think that at this point they would want to black that out, right? That, is that, that a fair assessment, Dad? Sure. You wouldn't want to see a bunch of people uh, competing uh, in a football contest or the high contact sport uh, incident, you know, I, I, I wouldn't think that they wouldn't want to put that on TV. How come that's not safe for watching, you know, at, at this point? You would think that it would fall in line with the propaganda. So, uh, you know, you've got people that come from more liberal oriented places, such as SNL, okay? And last week, Saturday Night Live alum Jim Brewer, Brewer says that he will not perform at any venues that require proof of COVID-19 vaccination. So now you can see that the, I think it's the fair usage of jump the shark, right? Because they have. Most have, and even liberals aren't jumping on board with this anymore. They're tired of it. You can't force people in. In terms of our tolerance level, I think our tolerance level died probably right about 15 months. I think for me it was 15 days because if you commit to something, and it's 15 days of flatten the curve. That's what it's supposed to be. But 15 months seems to be the overall, you know, this is just getting too crazy. We're not going to go into another uh, wintry season uh, full of these shutdowns. He says, in fiery remarks delivered on Facebook, he compared such requirements as, quote, unquote, segregation and said that he would absolutely not perform in any venues participating in public health measures. 
And I'm going to say to you, that's exactly what this is. We saw this at the state fair. You aren't going to see it at the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta. You aren't going to see it at uh, other events, including the University of New Mexico football game, which is uh, playing away uh, this weekend at the University of Texas, El Paso. He said two quick updates on shows that you may think you may be getting tickets to or already have tickets to. It read the Wellmont Theater, New Jersey, not doing it, he said during his Facebook broadcast. Also, the Royal Oak Theater in Michigan, due to the segregation of them forcing people to show up with vaccinations to prove you're not you're vaccinated, to prove you've had the shot. I'm absolutely not doing those shows. He added that he and his wife, who has stage four cancer and his daughter all had all had covid and lived to tell the tale. Well, part of that science, of course, is if you get it. Your natural immunity that has the buildup, not to mention the antibodies that have been prepared, lasts you 17 years to life. And that's part of being left out. Now, going back, I'm thinking about the airplane incidents and people getting unruly and all these things that are being played up. They want you to fight. They want you to be divided. They don't want you to come together. They want you to point the finger at each other. They want you to keep up this ruse that's been going on for the last 15 months. And that's exactly what this is now being exposed as, because we're now realizing the science between the booster, the original COVID shot, the booster shots that come in and the incessant uh, mutations that are now accelerating. And we know why they are because more people are getting the quote unquote COVID shot plus the boosters. What we're seeing is the vaccinations do not protect you from becoming vaccinated. So why are the people who are vaccinated, why are they shaking at their fingers at the people who aren't vaccinated? I'll tell you what it is. It's very simple. And you know it, and I can say it anecdotally. Because nobody wants to be made the fool. Nobody wants to be made the fool. And what better way to go ahead and make yourself not feel the fool for getting the vaccination than shaking your finger at other people and saying, you need to get the vaccination. So you can reaffirm that the choice that I made was right. That's essentially what they were saying if they were nakedly thinking uh, truthfully about what they're, what they're doing. I've had friends say to me, they turned around and said, well, I would have thought better of you. I would have thought that you would have went ahead and got the vaccination. I'm like, oh, what a condescending thing to say, you little a-hole. Now, that's the first thing that I think of when it, when it comes across. I think your judgment upon whether or not I'm vaccinated uh, has nothing to do with my medical choices. You aren't going to be able to guilt me into something that you can, can prove or can't prove is actually a factor of can prove or can't prove actually has the ingredients that you said can or can't prove that will or won't affect me in a negative way. You cannot, you cannot tell me these things. It is completely and totally unfair. So this on the cusp of walking, looking at the Albuquerque journal this morning and the celebratory culture changing headlines that come from one Albuquerque journal. And I'll hold it up there for Dow to go ahead and uh, see. And it says, look how happy we are, ladies and gentlemen. New Mexico hit 70% threshold for COVID vaccines. <laughs> I didn't know. We were, I didn't realize that we were going after the 70% threshold. What does that say? The headline is not misleading. It's telling you if you're not part of the 70%, well, let me tell you, you are dead wrong. And it says an uptick in the pace of COVID-19 vaccinations helped carry the New Mexico to a new milestone on Wednesday. New milestone, eh? Really? Are we uh, going to be looking at the other pieces of this puzzle to find out why the 30% of the people didn't get the vaccine, why they choose not to get the vaccine? That's still a medical choice. They still get to choose to go ahead and do it. And by you getting the vaccine, aren't you immune from those people who chose not to get it, who might be carriers? Well, that's you're the protected. whole you're vaccine. Protected. You're literally telling us that the vaccine does not work, and you're upset because the people who don't have it well, then why'd you get the vaccine in the first place? Because apparently you're not protected the people who aren't vaccinated. 
just like we did that circular logic that came in yesterday, you know, <laughs> about the protected and the unprotected, the protect against the protected. <laughs> like, which are we actually doing? It doesn't make any sense. So, <laughs> headache, you know, headache. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, and people have had so many different side effects uh, of uh, taking the vaccine, and um, and and we know that it isn't all that it's cracked up to be. So that's where we are today. Um, it's a cultural battle, to be sure. I don't know that it needs to be a war that needs to be waged on the streets or in stores or on airplanes or people shaking uh, fingers at each other. Can you be nice enough? Uh, can you be good enough for during this time since we're cleaning up our streets to clean up our culture around here and not be uh, mask and vax uh, dictators at, at this point? I don't use the N-word. I hate it. I don't like anybody who actually does use the word. Uh, that, of course, is the uh, four-letter word used by a World War II superpower, which... Uh, thankfully fell to their knees uh, uh, during that time. And I don't think it's a word that we should uh, we should encourage people to do. I think the language uh, should be a lot better uh, than that. But now Biden has uh, decided to up the vaccine pledge up to $1 billion. What the heck is going... I mean, $1 billion doses. What the heck is going on in this world? Why are people so intent on getting people vaccinated? What's the agenda? What are they really after? I want to know. Love to get your thoughts. And, of course, we know that those people up at Los Alamos National Labs, our hearts and minds are with you today, folks, because we know that if you are not getting your vaccine by October 1st, you will be terminated from your employment at Los Alamos National Labs. There's over 500 of you who are up there, over 500 of you who showed up and said, hey, you're my, my body, my choice. I've got a brilliant mind. I probably have 160 plus IQ. I'm a, literally a rocket scientist or a nuclear scientist. I'm creating all these fantabulous things uh, up there to keep our country safe. And I'm ultimately going to be let go despite my brilliant mind because I decided my br mind works so brilliantly that I did not want to take the vaccine because you saw behind and you saw, hey, these people don't want to be liable and you want to know what's in it before you stick it in your body. These people nerd out on everything. And I guarantee every single one of those people who has decided not to take the shot they're angry and they won't stick anything in their body because they don't know what's in it. In my opinion, that's such a high level of security that these people think so much of themselves and their bodies and their life and their choices in this country that they, in their ultimate sacrifices, to wave that flag despite what they might get in retirement, how their family might suffer, to decide that they will not stick that liquid in their body. And you should be respectful of that. In fact, I would go a step further. I would honor those people who choose so hard and it reflects, ultimately, my own choice, okay? If I don't have total and complete and total accountability and responsibility for what goes in it, then it's not going to be going into my body. And I'll tell you, folks, that's a higher level of consciousness, if you will, uh, if you can say something like that uh, for the body. 550-5500, that's 550-5500 here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM. And rockoftalk.com. We thank uh, everybody for uh, jumping on board here in the Kiva this afternoon. Do not, do not be fooled, folks. Okay, you make your own decisions about what you want to do. 424, back in four. More talk when we return.
Forget to tell your friends, family, and your world what your favorite radio station is. The Rock of Talk at abq.fm and AM1600 KIVA. The Kiva here in Albuquerque. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Well, it may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you're gonna have to serve somebody. Sometimes we just need to pick me up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Albuquerque-based Pluma Construction Systems provides a full suite of commercial construction services and residential remodeling. Pluma Construction is a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. Visionary Tony Robbins said, setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible. Whether you are training to run a marathon, starting a new business, or training soldiers, you need to be committed to making that vision a reality. Set clear goals. Be determined and purposeful in achieving them. Back it all up with unshakable self-confidence. If you radiate enthusiasm and are truly excited about what you're doing, people will be naturally drawn to you. The other final ingredient is humility. Proverbs 16.9 says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. In the grand plan of life, if you are spiritually grounded, you will have success because you know who you are and that there is a God and you are not Him. This Leadership Minute was brought to you by Pluma Construction Systems. To discuss your construction project, call 505-345-0755 or visit plucys.com. I'm Nancy Giblin, owner of Sugar Hollow, a boutique residential assisted living community in the historic Albuquerque Country Club neighborhood. Dedicated to exceptional care for your loved one, Sugar Hollow provides daily wellness activities that engage the mind, body, and spirit. Join us for Happy Hour Fridays, Sugar Hollow style, featuring local musicians playing tunes your loved ones will recognize and enjoy. Visit Sugar Hollow by calling 270-0801, Boutique Style Assisted Living, 270-0801. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. 
In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. Good music. They're a little radio-free Europe there from R.E.M. I'm going to put that in the show notes as well. It's been a little while since. I, I used to be told that I had a uh, a voice like Michael Stipe. And I was like, well, I should be. Because I could literally nail all of his music uh, one by one. I'm sure uh, Dowd would probably say, that, that might be close. I, I probably know more of that uh, that Michael Stipe stuff than just about anybody else I know. I, every single, uh, you know, eponymous, you know, document, all of those you know, great uh, albums from back in the day. Hard to believe, Dow. Those are those are more than thirty years old. Yeah, Green, let's not talk about it. <laughs> Green is thirty years old. You know, uh, <clears throat> honestly, the last time that REM was a thing uh, was what twenty three years ago. Like, time's mm-hmm. moving pretty fast, uh, folks. Yeah, so, and I think we, uh, in in this day in music, Eddie. I think uh, we had their anniversary of them uh, break. Not well, just deciding to. To 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 cr- not crack up, but they just I think we just passed what was the year I'm looking for the year. Um, they it was 2003. 2003 was it was a it was an amicable just no 2011. Uh, they they announced they were calling it quits. This was uh, let's see just September 21st 2011, mm. and the, the they posted some message saying with a great sense of gratitude of finality and of astonishment. At all we have accomplished, we are uh, bringing everything to the end. Now, most bands break up with punches and gunfire and drugs. They they were pretty <laughs> amicable. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they. Uh, I don't know. Probably won't get together for any reunion. It's Michael Stipe or nothing uh, at this point. Five fifty fifty five hundred. Uh, Eddie, uh, if you look up the common cold on Wikipedia, it also says there are over two hundred viral strains that cause the common cold. Among those viral strains is the coronavirus. That's exactly what the cold yeah, is. Yes. In fact, yep. uh, we've talked about that from the very beginning. And see, you guys just need to be reminded of all this. Let's see what we've got here. Oh, wow. We've got uh, an evidentiary hearing, uh, apparently, about 
Oh, this is interesting. I don't. I'm not going to talk about that yet because I don't know what's really going on. <laughs> wow, uh, Manny's in front of the ethics board again tomorrow. Boy, that wow. guy, that guy in the courtroom and the ethics board. And <laughs> another <they're>, hearing. <laughs> another hearing for Manny tomorrow. They're going to stick him out there uh, once again and uh, ask him about fraud. He's got two cases against him for fraud as well. So, but hey, you know, there's Republicans who are supporting him, coming out in full support of his endorsement. Oh yeah. There you oh, go. yeah. Uh, boy, some, some other neat surprises coming up right here in your mayoral election. History uh, will he, not look kind on those Republicans, Eddie. <laughs> History will not look kind. Uh, never has, never has. A uh, reason for uh, pushing the COVID-19 vaccine Monday for big pharma that is now perpetuated by groupthink and pride. Vaxxers are double downing when they find out they're wrong. Follow the money who benefits from vaccine mandates. Solomon, absolutely. Big pharma, big vaccine. Uh, you, what was the biggest IPO in the history? Moderna, M-R-N-A, $7.2 billion. Uh, hey, I just turned on that monotonous noise up. What monotonous noise? What, are you talking about me? I don't think so. I'm not sure what monotonous noise, uh, whatever we were talking about. But was I, was I monotone? Somebody wanted me to scream and yell? I'm in Did a good like mood. like your music selection? I, mean, what, I don't know. I don't think it was me. I'm not sure what that is. I, I sent uh, Danette uh, uh, a question mark, so maybe she was not happy with my level of uh, sent her a question mark. We'll see what she says. Hi, Eddie. Could we organize a debate at the Civic Plaza? You could organize one right now. By all means. Uh, here we go. You could just say, look at that. You could just call right in. Um, I'm just going to be doing town halls all the time. You know, when people, uh, when I show up at an event, uh, folks, uh, I'm happy to debate just about anybody, even you. Even the very, if you just want to debate me on behalf of your candidates, you could do that. How would you guys like to do? How about that? Not only will I do that, I'll take on your actual supporters as well. So if you're a Keller supporter and Keller doesn't want to debate me, I'm happy to debate a Keller supporter or a myriad of Keller supporters. You could have 10 people. <laughs> line them up. Yeah, line <laughs> the 10 up and then it'll be me against your 10 supporters who are all experts in their field. We can do that. Is that, is that, is that asking too much? <laughs> uh, since it's that I, would, I, that I would go to see. <laughs> since it's outdoors, Eddie, the participants would need masks. A big plus would be that Eddie's army could show up for support. What do you think? <laughs> the Aragon army. There, you go. Yeah, there we go. Here it is. Uh, Manny admitting his campaign committed fraud. Uh, here it is. It says it does appear upon the Gonzalez's campaign own investigation that many of the qualifying contributions QC receipts identified by Holguin to complainant while comprising a tiny fraction of the campaign's total validated number. Tiny is uh, ambiguous. Uh, one man's tiny is another man's giant. I mean, the size between an ant. That's, you could say that's a big ant. Might be tiny when looking at Eddie Aragon. 6'4", 300 pounds. We do not want that guy on stage with Manny Gonzalez. Do Here's a good question. Does the weight of Tim Keller and the weight of Manny Gonzalez equal one Eddie Aragon? I'd be interested. In, that's a good question. If we could do a tail of the tape, you know, right? Mm-hmm. And they used to do this. Remember, I used to do WrestleMania. It'd be like, uh, <laughs> you know, they have Kamala the Ugandan giant. <laughs> the Ugandan he'd giant. Like, you take on like three people in the ring, right? The cage versus now. the honky tonk man. Andre the giant. Would, <laughs> he'd take on all three. Anyway, what do you think? I, mean, I like it. I like it. I'm going to the black debate on Monday. It's uh, put on by the Black Voters Collaborative. Yes. That, yes. That I said black debate. I just, they, it says the black collaborative. I'm looking forward to that. 
Um, I'm going to be uh, Albuquerque's first black mayor. Did I tell you that? Oh, wait a minute. Uh, yes. Bill Clinton yes. was the first black president, right? Yes, he was the first okay. black. I'm going to be right. Albuquerque's first black mayor. What do you think about that? I've got 4.6% of my heritage that comes from Africa. I don't know how, but it does, okay, according to the blood test. Does that qualify me? I did you right there. Can I can I go ahead? Twenty three and me. Uh, Mine was different. I did a different uh, spit test. Uh, That could qualify me. I could be Albuquerque's first black mayor. My my percentage in my blood is actually twice the amount out, twice the amount than there are black people in the city of Albuquerque. (laughs) That makes me. That literally makes me Albuquerque's first black. You are blacker than Albuquerque as a whole. (laughs) As a whole, I have. I have a higher proportion percentage in me than there are black people in the city of Albany. Yeah. Nope. I'm very excited. Mark Moores didn't go. I'm not sure why. But right. here I am. I'm going to go. And as a Republican, every Republican, we need to turn every, you know, I'm going to walk up there and I'm going to talk about how the first seven senators, the first seven uh, congressmen, the first uh, seven representatives uh, who were black in this country were all Republican. And I'm a Republican. That's right. I deserve your support. Right. Is that is how that you, you can't argue we, that logic? It's just how are you going to argue that logic? How are you how are you going to argue, argue you that logic? You can't. You can't. No. <laughs> I am an Africano vato. There we go. See, there it is. <laughs> Africano vato. All right. I think that's uh, that that works. I think that's awesome. Uh, uh, let's see. Okay, so Manny admits his campaign committed voter fraud. If he wasn't a Democrat, he would be in jail. That I, that I think there's some truth to that. Yeah, at least charges, right? yeah. At least yeah. charges. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's fair, right? Uh, this is case number BOE01-2021, Respondents Manny's Brief Regarding Public Investigation. I don't know. We'll be looking at that. I didn't know anything about that. Uh, Eddie, I find it ironic that the subheading below the New Mexico reaches 70% vaccination. Headline reads, but deaths are still on the rise due to COVID. There it is. It's never enough. Hit the gas, suckers. Aren't those two things mutually exclusive? If you're, what if, if you're I crouching? say my favorite movie that I've ever seen on Monday night? I'm really looking forward to the debate on Monday night. I'm going to say my favorite movie is I'm going to get you, sucker. Did you ever see that movie? Yes, 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 yes. The Wayans Brothers. Yes, how about yes. Snakes on a Plane? Do you think if oh, I yeah, do that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that would be really good, right? What do you think? I'm tired of these MF lockdowns in there this MF state. I think that's good. I think that, that's good. I'm excited about that. I can't wait for the debate. It's going to be great. I hope it's a, the debate is going to be great, especially if uh, I can start touting up. We got Rebecca. She just uh, jumped in. Um, let's see. It even Let's see. It even says the article that the vaccination is the best way out of the pandemic. But if that were so, deaths would be decreasing. It isn't COVID that's killing these people in hospitals, but rather the CDC NIH protocol of putting them on remesivir. And ventilators. That is true. We do know that's true. Once you hit the vents, you know, you're, uh, well, it, it's not, not a good situation. I also think it's interesting that you aren't counted as quote unquote fully vaxxed until two weeks after you get, after you get your second dose of gene therapy, which is why fraud Fauci and others keep saying that unvaxxed people are dying in hospitals. Maybe they just got their shot a week prior to contracted breakthrough COVID cases and aren't counted as being quote unquote fully vaxxed. This is good. If a 24-year-old can figure out how they're trying to spin this, I'm dang sure hundreds of thousands of Americans can figure this out as well. God bless you all in the Kiva and in the USA. That is Kevin. All right. Once you hit the vent, 24-year-old. Once you hit the vent, you're spent, according to one of our guys. Yeah, there we go. How do you like that? 
When and where is the next debate? That would be Monday night. Monday night. There it is. Um, I don't know where it's at. I'll have to put that information up. Eddie, to this day, isn't it strange why there hasn't been live coverage story of a company that's done a gas spectrum analysis of the contents of the COVID serum? I don't know. Is is the gas spectrum analysis going to give us what we need out of that? I, I don't know enough about gas spectrum analysis. I feel like that's in way over. That's above my pay grade there. That sounds like a Los Alamos national uh, scientist is going to be doing the gas spectrum analysis. Three different independent studies would be best. That kind of story would answer a lot of uncertainty for people to see proof what's in it. Isn't that how Japan found out a lot of how the vaccine was killing their people and stopped administering it? What is the CDC and big pharmaceutical companies hiding besides makeup outrageous? Amounts of makeup outrageous amounts of money without being held accountable. Thoughts? Um, what is the CDC and big pharmaceutical companies hiding? They're hiding the people who are making the policy who are also benefiting on the other side by their shares, which need to be disclosed if they're major shareholders in big companies. So I think what they're hiding is the fact that, you know, they're not directly benefiting, but we, of course, uh, know that they are. Uh, Eddie, do you think city employees, regardless of whether they live in the city limits, should be able to vote for the mayor? I just believe that anybody in the city limits should be able to vote for mayor, regardless of whether or not they are city employees. And I think especially city employees should be able to go ahead and vote for mayor because they are the people who are voting for their boss. And I think it's one of the one place, one of the one places where you could actually choose who your boss is. So absolutely. I think this, I don't care if they're all registered Democrats. It's not going to bother me in the least. I want them to choose who their boss is going to be. Isn't that kind of cool? Don't you think they should absolutely have a vote? I think the, the logical uh, or illogical answer you might be expecting from me would be what? Is that you would not expect me to have that answer because you would think that I wouldn't want them to choose a Democrat or union, especially if I'm going to sure. bust up your unions. Is that right? Sure, sure, okay. sure. Eddie, I do not live in the city limits, but I feel that I should have a say in who is my boss. Oh, good. If this elected, would you try to change this? So are you telling me that city, are the city employees not have a vote? <laughs> That would be, that would be against every, everything. That makes no sense. I don't know. Oh, wow. Okay. Eddie, to my fellow frontline colleagues, our mantra, last year's heroes, this year's villains. Ooh. Wow. That is powerful. Last year's heroes, this year's villains. That's right. Gas spectrum hoofers are few and far between, bro. Most hit the five-star metallic silver, bro. It's the best kind. I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, oh my gosh, did Eddie really say that? I'm not sure. What did I say? What did I, did I say something? Uh, Albuquerque business owners should be able to vote as well, and we can't. What do you mean? Oh, if you own a business, that would be allow. that would be me, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so they would be trying to say, if I didn't live in the city, but I owned a business. Okay, so that's somebody who lives outside the city, but owns a business inside the city of Albuquerque. Should they get a vote? I don't know how that would work. Oh, well, Eddie, in my home state of uh, Connecticut, if you own property in a state, in a town, you can vote. And, and we have little little New England town meetings. Sometimes we have a meeting. Sometimes we have a, a vote all day on a budget. You don't have to live in that town to be able to vote. If you own property, racist. you get to vote. So racist, 40 acres and a mule racist. <laughs> property owners, what are you talking about? Doesn't homeless people get a, get a, get a vote? Yeah. They tell yeah. me homeless people can't vote because they don't have a dress. Right, and that kind of exploitation, uh, uh, that kind of brutal treatment of the disenfranchised and the underrepresented, that's why I left Connecticut, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I believe it. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. I actually am not on uh, right in Liberalville, Knob Hill. Someone's are people are posting my signs. 
He, hey. And he's throwing his signs. And he's got his signs all over. He's flashing his signs all over Albuquerque. There he is. He's in the Heights. Down in the South Valley, no. There he is. The virus what, is spreading. What are they going to do when they have a mayor that immediately just starts cutting into different accents, like, oh. randomly? And He's all connected. He's talking like us. Hello. <laughs> Sheriff MG has a duty to enforce the U.S. Constitution and close Kennedy National Labs for unconstitutional mandates and protect our rights. Most basic property is your body. If the government owns your body, slavery mandate. Everyone now has to take antidepressants uh, because you're too violent. Deaths are not up. New Mexico Department of Health data says no. Looking at the data and let's see what it says. Let's do the let's do the math. Uh, wh- which age group do we want to focus on? Let's just focus on let's focus on all of them. In May twenty, here's the death counts. You ready? By month, uh, Dow, you ready to go since the beginning of the year? Seven oh uh, four yeah. in January, three oh three February, one forty six March, seventy four April, eighty four May, fifty six June, forty seven July, July. 178 in August, 70 in September. So come down. Why did they spike in August? What were we trying to achieve there? That is strange. Oh, uh, you're great, Eddie. I meant the music. That was the monotonous stuff. Oh, they don't like the Pixies. Where is my mind? I was trying to make a a musical point there. Uh, Sheriff Manny should arrest himself for Chapter 29 law enforcement. It is hereby declared to be the duty of every sheriff, deputy sheriff, constable, and every other peace officer to investigate all violations of the criminal laws of the state which are called upon the attention of any such officer or to which he is aware, and also to be declared the duty of every such officer to diligently file a complaint or information uh, if the circumstances are such as to indicate that a reasonably prudent person that such action should be taken. It is declared his duty to cooperate with and assist the attorney general, district attorney, or other prosecutor in any and all reasonable ways. Failure to perform his duty in any material way shall so subject such officer to removal from office and the payment of all costs of prosecution. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. That's, slow down. Tranquilidad. Good comma. Come on. Wow. You're great, Eddie. You're great, Eddie. Maybe the chip is also injected in with the vaccination for use in the population control. I'm telling you, people are firing away on these texts. I can't keep keep up with it. Oh, they got my Eddie Aragon for mayor right next to uh, Dan Lewis for mayor. There we go. There we go. West Side represent. What if I flash the West West West? Uh, what if if I threw the West sign? Is that what will happen if you throw that sign? Is that yeah, not good. <clears throat> yeah, no, huh? Oh wow, someone's cooking steak and guacamole in a skillet. Dang, dang! Is the first black mayor of Albuquerque Eddie Washington Aragon? Uh, that's, I'm serious. Do you want to see my? You can see my yeah. blood. I don't know. I, I don't know what it what it takes. I'm all the things. Uh, and he would think that being sheriff, Gonzalez would have acknowledged the fraud if the begin- in the beginning, especially since it was one of his voters who stated that it was not their signature, but they didn't want him to be in trouble. <laughs> Umbers, I mean, get in trouble. Instead, when after the debate about the issue, sadly, he played the race card. He actually did. I think, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you point that out, Dad, that he played uh, the, he, the during race your, card? During your debate, he did. He did, yeah. yeah. What did he say? Uh, something about how Keller had targeted him, targeted him because... He was a minority. Hispanic. Yeah, a minority. Yeah, yeah. Really. Well, every, every single day when I'm driving, uh, I get DWB'd all day long. Driving while black, I'm flying down the freeway. I'm like, hey, what's up? That's right. Huh? Over every day. Are you pulling me over because I'm 
I'm black. 4.6% black. I'm going to be Albuquerque's first black mayor. I think that's going to be awesome. Can't say that enough. I have two poems on corruption, Eddie, today. Growth, two on homelessness. One about the accusation against you and the other about those really on the street. Man, this is a lot of poems. I don't know if we can handle two poems in one day. <laughs> she wants to drop rhymes all over my, my newscast. It's about a little, uh, I, I say to our poet laureate. <laughs> We're going to call her uh, Stephanie Bellamy. Right? <laughs> Stephanie Bellamy. Yeah, she doesn't Bellamy. use Ebonics, though. No, what is the uh, name that I think we want to go? Uh, what is the the guy that was, was it Maya Angelou? She died a couple of years ago. She was great, American treasure. No doubt about it, but uh, she could be our could be our local. She could be Stephanie Angela. I think that's much better, given how good those poems are. Pretty yeah. good. Gonzalez even called Keller all privileged. Uh, let's see. Remember when they accused me of being racist for talking like that? Do you remember that? Oh, we did the oh whole, yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember yeah. that? And then no, we went and found, uh, what's the, the woman? Uh, Lorena Labarqueña. What's her name? Uh, oh, what is yeah. her name? She works over at uh, Tractor Brewing when it's open, right? And she's a comedian. So, anyway. Oh, and Keller was right, right, right. And Keller, yeah, so she did I think it was Keller's him. people or somebody so was. Okay, when she does it, it's not yeah. racist, but when right, Eddie right. does it, it's racism. Okay. Right, so right. I can't talk like that. So it's, it's funny, it's, it's comedy, right? And yep, I think yep. there was a whole entire Keller, if I'm not mistaken, I think Keller put out a. Um, Tim Keller put out a okay, Let's take a couple of calls. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, uh, hey how's it going? Hey. Hey, my man. I think you're on. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So my name is John. I'm a, I'm What's a your name? Nurse. What's your name? My name is John. John, you're kind of getting. Uh, can you can you call right back? There's nobody else on the line holding, so I think we just have a bad yeah. connection. Call right back, please. Okay. We'll get. We'll get John on. So Tim Keller, is it the Marty Chavez right. uh, commercial, if I'm not mistaken? The video. They did a video, uh, a social then, media video. Yeah. Uh, what is her name? It's, I thought it was Lorena Labacania. Okay, go ahead, John. Make it clear. John, are you recording yeah. this conversation or something? Or something weird when you come on? I record this conversation already, so some reason it's not coming in. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, it's like coming in clear right now because it's, no, it's kind of messed up. You sound like you're underwater, like your Dora the uh, what is that? The uh, Dora Finding Nemo. It really sounds like you're talking inside a bubble. Uh, try one more time. Oh, that's bad. Find it down for me. Yeah, yeah, it's on Facebook. If you just search. Kenya, there it is. Yeah, Tim Keller, Lynette Albuquerque. Yeah. Okay. So, and and she came like the name of her whole entire thing was. Uh, the S word, uh, Burkenio say, right? I think yep, that was the yep, whole thing. Yep. Vulgar too. Yes. Yeah, very, uh, vulgar. Um, this was on uh, YouTube back in the day. I'm not going to put the visual up because it's not something I, I don't want to really look at Marty Chavez. I like to eat dinner tonight. Seriously. <laughs> I think, oh, the video is suddenly unavailable. We just Ooh. played it a few weeks ago. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Look at Nariel Dean kicking into high gear. We know Eddie Aragon's going to use that. Thank yeah. God the, the scratch is still on there. Yep, okay, yep. so uh, let me see this. This is from the Albuquerque Journal, dated November seventh, twenty seventeen. Dowd, can you go to that? I'll play. I'll play uh, Chavez. Okay, and you play. No, I'll play Lynette, and you play Chavez. How about that? 
we'll okay. do that. Okay. As you find that, that that article, we'll hear it from John first. John, go ahead. Okay. Um, is well, it clear now? Oh my gosh, so much clear. Thank you. Very good. Oh, yeah, drowning. Yeah, no yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was underwater. It's pretty crazy. Just kidding. Yeah. So um, <laughs> anyway, I'm a registered nurse. I was a uh, I was in the ICU at um all of 2020. Currently in the ER at one of the hospitals here in Albuquerque. Um, some interesting things happening right now. Um, so uh, we have these things called the huddles in the beginning of, of the shift where the nurses get together and we kind of talk about what the plan for the day is and kind of like what patients are in there. And um, one of the things they brought up that I found was really interesting is they, they said that if we have patients that are on the drug ivermectin, yep. that we immediately need to uh, report them to the um, the uh, center of, uh, first of all, the CDC and also the, um, what was the other one? The can I, can I ask uh, you to, Control Center. Can I ask you to speak more slowly? I know what you're going to say. So I want you to yeah. uh, go slower and be more thorough about what you're about to say. Go ahead. Yeah, certainly. So we, they were talking about in the beginning of the meeting that we have every morning before, before, you, before we get onto the floor as nurses um, about how if we have a patient that comes on and that comes there and they're on ivermectin, regardless of the situation of why they're on ivermectin, um, regardless if they're there, if they're on it for um, uh, lupus or if they're on, on it for, uh, you know, some kind of viral thing or um, other, other types of um, reasons, regardless, we're supposed to report it to the um the CDC and also to the, uh, um, the poison control center. And uh, I believe, and I asked them, why are we doing this? And they just said, well, I'm not sure. This just came from, you know, up, up above, basically. It's from uh, the CEO down. Okay, so, so you you, I, you asked the question, why are we doing this? Because that's not yeah. SOP at your uh, place of work. Okay, this is standard operating. Not, no. Yeah, it's way out of bounds. Okay, so suddenly you're going to start reporting on this, and I believe that, the New Mexico Department of Health has reported that there's been two ivermectin deaths, and they put two giant tubes of of horse uh, ivermectin uh, in the photograph uh, where it's uh, on four, seven, and thirteen. Please continue. Go ahead. That's correct. Yeah. So what I believe that they're doing. Uh, well, that's so. The other thing that I asked was we've already had over you know nearly fifteen thousand deaths from the coronavirus vaccine. Why are we not reporting those? Why are we not asking, like, why are we not calling the Poison Control Center up and the CDC about those ones? But we're asking about this medication that is, that is benign and has, um, you know, it's been around for since, you know, for humans since 2015. So why are we, why are we doing this? You know, it's, this is clearly political. Yeah. This is not about health. This is, this is them, them trying to increase the numbers, trying to scare the population away from a drug that is highly effective for treating COVID-19 and all, and many other things. So I think they're trying to criminalize people who are trying to uh, use uh, what are called uh, what 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 are they what there's a use uh, for that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin we call them therapeutics I believe that's the way we refer to those and they want to mm-hmm. basically push all those out so they're not interested in prevention they're interested in everybody get the vaccine we don't know what the reason is we can speculate on the reason I believe that we're 100 percent correct on that but it's still speculation much like the contents of all that that's outside of your purview of what you're supposed to be doing. Um, but they are very interested in in hyping up the numbers on ivermectin because it's a political battle. Uh, there's zero down in my mind, which is probably the reason why you're calling me today is because you, uh, in the front lines uh, and uh, in the trenches, uh, are pick, picking up the phone and call me today because you likely think the same thing that I do. Would that be correct? That is absolutely correct. Yeah. Have you yeah. got Have you got the vaccination? Um. Yeah. No, I have not. Um. <laughs> I refuse to get that. Uh, that's, okay, uh, will you be fired? Will, be, will you be removed from your job because of the vaccination, or can they remove you from your place of work? 
They can, yeah, absolutely. And what's your drop dead day? I didn't mean to. It's, I didn't mean uh, the pun. The, that wasn't what I was trying to say. Week. Next week. Within a yeah, within next week. Are you so thinking about relocating tested. to another state, uh, possibly because you won't have employment here? And what are other people who are similarly in your situation? What are they thinking of doing? That the exactly same thing that they're that we need to relocate or uh or or continue to protest, which we're doing. We've uh, had multiple protests throughout the state, and uh, they've been pretty huge. I was there. Uh, with, I was there with you, bro. Yeah. Me and you walking the streets of uh, Central and uh, not shopping oh, yeah, for anything. Okay. So we were down there. Yeah, you saw the all that stuff. But I'm gonna fight for you, <laughs> and uh, I'll do what I can. But you know, other states, Arizona, Utah, Texas, even Colorado, as uh, much as they uh, like to strike it up there. Uh, at least uh, still have uh, some remnants of uh, common sense after token it uh, and are, yep. <laughs> are staying open and not forcing people into vaccination situations. So I uh, appreciate the work that you're doing. Anything else? Um, no, that's all. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, hey, Eddie, can I ask the caller? Is the caller still available? Right, here's, that, uh, here's that video. We're going to go out. Uh, it literally was there. Mayor Tim Keller's uh, Lynette Laber Kenya is her name. Here's the uh, 2017 advertisement. Unpaid. That's all good. Huh. What do you mean Marty Chavez ain't the mayor no more? He's like always the mayor. I know, I know. If we're up to me. Humbers. I know why. They look the same. Hello? Hi, this is Tim from the Tim Keller for Mayor of Albuquerque campaign calling to remind oh, you to vote on November 14th. Didn't I just get off the phone with you? I don't think so. Wait, you're running for mayor? Yes. But you're not Marty Chavez. Nope. If you want to win, you should really go by Marty. Well, I hope you'll remember to vote, and you can do so early before November 10th and on Election Day on November 14th. No problem, Marty. When oh, bye. <laughs> bye. bad guy uh, making all these sides of things. sandwich. Didn't I just get off the phone with you? You told me to go early vote for you. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Police say at least 13 people have been shot at a Kroger store in Tennessee. Police in Collierville, located just outside of Memphis, confirmed there is one deceased victim and the shooter is also dead. This Kroger employee reacts to the shooting. I've been through everything. This right here took the cake. And another employee describes the scene as the shooting broke out. And whoever was in front of me, I grabbed them and just took, took off. A CDC advisory committee is endorsing the Pfizer COVID vaccine for those 65 and older. The group voting today to recommend distribution of booster shots for older Americans and nursing home residents. An arrest warrant has been issued for Brian Laundry. He's the fiance of the late Gabby Petito, who was found murdered in Wyoming on Sunday. You're listening to USA Radio News. This report is brought to you by the National Alopecia Areata Foundation. September is Alopecia Areata Awareness Month. Alopecia Areata is an autoimmune condition that causes hair loss on the scalp, face, and other areas of the body. There is no cure or effective treatment. It can affect anyone at any age. It's also more common than many people think. 
affecting as many as 6.9 million people in the United States. The National Alopecia Areata Foundation is inviting those living with alopecia areata to celebrate their differences and show their pride through its True Colors campaign. Through pictures, stories, music, and videos, the organization is asking members of the community to help raise awareness about the need for an acceptable treatment for alopecia areata. The burden of those living with alopecia areata goes beyond unpredictable or even permanent hair loss. The condition is plagued with stigma, which can wreak havoc on mental health and well-being. To learn more, join the community that understands. Visit NAAF.org, developed with financial support from Pfizer. Congressional Democrats and the White House have agreed on a framework to pay for the $3.5 trillion social spending bill. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer making the announcement during a briefing with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. House Minority Leader and California Republican Congressman Kevin McCarthy is holding his weekly press conference on Thursday. McCarthy blaming the Biden administration for multiple crises facing the nation, pointing to the high prices consumers are facing and employers are trying to find workers. American families are paying historically high prices for everyday goods and their families, primarily the working class will continue to bear the burden of rising costs for possibly the next several years. And as our small and local businesses look to regain their footing from the pandemic, they are faced with a government-caused labor shortage, forcing service disruptions. McCarthy also comparing the Biden administration to the Jimmy Carter years. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroos. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. An emergency room physician is speaking out regarding natural immunity. The FDA approved Pfizer's COVID vaccine for use in booster shots for those 65 and older, those at risk for serious disease, and those at a higher risk of infection because of their jobs. But many are still questioning the need for a booster, especially with rates of natural immunity from previous infection. Emergency room physician Dr. Darian Sutton tells ABC News that he still recommends those who have had COVID to get vaccinated because early studies have shown the combination provides very high levels of protection. Does natural immunity exist? And I'll have to say, in short, it does. But there's a lot of issues around that. We've seen some preprint studies and studies that have yet to be peer-reviewed that have helped us to understand that those who have had a recent infection are unlikely to get reinfected. But we also know that those who have had natural infections have variability in their immune responses. And we also know that we we don't officially have a test to confirm who is immune and who isn't. And we know that those who have been naturally infected and subsequently get vaccinated have the highest level of protection. So my recommendation stands as for most of the doctors in America is now recommendation, which is that regardless of your past infection status, you should get vaccinated. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. Former President Donald Trump wants an audit of the 2020 election in Texas. He sent a letter to Governor Greg Abbott today saying Texans want a real audit of last year's presidential election because they don't trust the election system. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Listen to the latest Walk of Talk. Out and about making it happen.
sometimes you get a little bit behind in your paperwork. You know, like Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk on AM six hundred KIBABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, and rockoftalk.tv. Check us out. You can find us on Roku, Amazon, and Amazon Fire at Apple TV. You can uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitch us there if you want a podcast as well. And uh, we are live here during our 5 o'clock hour. Don't forget, I am running for mayor. Fight for 505.com. My competitors can go have equal time here on this radio station. In fact, I, we just give, uh, you know, uh, Tim Keller a free promo, I guess. But how could you call that a promo? Uh, he's been a, uh, disgusting as a mayor. He's uh, led our city to more crime, uh, more economic foibles, uh, has been anything uh, but a leader. Uh, I think you should let a man do the job. I'm up for the task. I'm looking forward to it. And if you want to go ahead and jump on board, donate some money and uh, get us uh, across the finish line so that we can go ahead and take over the city and uh, steer it in a new direction. Fight for 505.com. That's fight for 505.com. We have D. Dowd Muska, hour two. Uh, kind of a fun there, uh, first uh, hour there, uh, D. Dowd Muska. A lot of fun there with the uh, the accents, et cetera. A lot of people responding back saying, hey, we, we need a mayor with some personality. We need a guy who's actually... Uh, out there amongst the people. So, you know, I think we can accommodate them. Well, and Eddie, I also, uh, we had more than a few laughs last hour, but we also had a a serious caller come in from the healthcare world. And over the break, I just couldn't help but think they they are being required, these healthcare workers, to report if one of the patients, if any of the patients, have ingested ivermectin, and I, I, yep. I go back to I go back to my my friend Dr. Drew, a board certified physician for thirty or forty years in California. If I wanted to ask the I wanted to ask the caller, we, we we were up we were bumping up against the end of the hour. I wanted to ask the caller is are they making are they mandating that you write down if a patient took ivermectin prescribed by a board certified physician? Now it's one thing to just go take some substance and ingest it in your body. I'm not a healthcare expert. I don't see myself ever doing that. But what if you're taking ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or, or some other therapeutic on the, on the recommendation of a physician? Uh, do we then go after the physician? Is that, is that what we're talking about now? How long has ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine uh, been, been prescribed? We have uh, uh, here in studio as well, we have Rebecca. She's joined us for hour two and three. Thanks, Rebecca, for jumping in. But that's a question for both of you and something that we definitely have to get to is, yeah, what are we going to start doing? Prosecuting doctors for prescribing certain things. Uh, we've already prosecuted those people who are supposedly, you know, uh, not complying uh, by removing them from their jobs. November 22nd, if you're on the the uh, the, the labs uh, here, San Diego National Labs, uh, October 1st, if you are not complying in Los Alamos National Labs, in my opinion, uh, that's a huge penalty. Uh, I know both of you feel uh, that, but I'd like to know, you know, uh, for ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, uh, how long have we actually been prescribing that well, stuff? Well, I, I, have, I, have, uh, I have, yeah, I have a link on this, Eddie. Uh, uh, the, the original medication of chloroquine goes all the way back to the 1930s. Okay. Hydroxychloroquine goes back to uh, a decade later, 1946. Okay. And there is an there is an interview. Uh, I think it's on call, a website called The Conversation with the guy who developed ivermectin. Now, this was before. COVID-19, so it was actually a very glowing, uh, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes tonight, it was actually a very glowing interview with this guy who won the Nobel. Now, ivermectin originally used, yes, for animals, but it, it was found to be useful to help river blindness, this terrible disease that was happening in Africa, and it's mm-hmm. been tremendously effective. So uh, uh, ivermectin, much more recent, but hydroxychloroquine going all the way back to the 1940s. Yeah, so there it is. Uh, long enough, but we're deciding to ban it. 
uh, as a therapeutic uh, preventative uh, going forward. In fact, we quarantined. I've said that several times here on this radio show. I think 60 million doses, I think, is what we're looking at for hydroxychloroquine that didn't make it to market uh, all of a sudden. I think that's what it is. I literally requested for my doctor to give me a prescription. Uh, Dowd has got uh, likely a prescription that he's about to whip out of hydroxychloroquine right, right here on air. Is that what I see coming? Did you get a prescription by chance? Uh, not yet, but I'm considering my options. There we go. Uh, then you will be prosec- You will be prosecuted. Right, we're going to have that type of. Going to happen eventually. All right. Uh, uh, remember, I am running for mayor of Albuquerque. I'm going to take the beginning of this second hour to talk about that and to talk about what we put out. Uh, if you want to subscribe to what we're doing, rockoftalk.chat is the best place to go. Uh, we, like I said, we're getting like 20% open. Uh, you cannot delete us. We are here. This is a race you must acknowledge. We're fighting for the heart of the city. This is a serious, serious matter. We can't live like this any longer. We need someone who's willing to call the shots, fight back, and do what's right on behalf of the city of Albuquerque. We have the first commercial of any mayoral candidate. Why don't we just go ahead and uh, play that right now uh, for those uh, people who are out there. Who wants to take back this city? Who wants to fight for the 505? We have been left without hope for too long. The last 10 years, your neighbors and friends are out there bragging, wow. Albuquerque sucks. I'm going to leave. No, 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 no. This is our home. Guess what? I don't talk about that. When I'm traveling, when I'm on a plane, a train, wherever I'm meeting people, they're from someplace else. I cannot wait to talk about the city that I love, the place where I'm from, and an entire culture and history and food. I cannot stop bragging about the places where I want to tell people to go and what to do. We're proud of our state. We're proud of our city. We're not going to let it get put down anymore by people who want to run their agendas. I realize that the mayor's office can be a dead-end political job, but that's perfect for me because I have no political ambitions. I just want to live in a better city. We can't shudder and cower and wait for COVID to shut us down or, oh, it's too dangerous outside. I'm not going to go outside. The crime is too bad. We don't know what to think of our city and our state anymore. We can change all that with this campaign. Hey, I'm with the Eddie Aragon campaign. I want to tell you about a guy who's the 11th generation in Mexico, whose parents are here, who loves this place, who came back because he loves it. He talks about five things. He talks about city. He talks about crime. He talks about COVID. If you could shut down in your house, he talks about commerce. He talks about business. And most of all, he talks about corruption. And he's going to make the city a better place. Stand behind me. I will get behind you. Let's take this city back. Thank you all for being here. Great commercial. It is the first commercial of the mayoral season. You can go ahead and find it at eddiearagon.com. Uh, in order to get there, you actually have to know how to spell my name, E-D-D-Y-A-R-A-G-O-N. That's E-D-D-Y-A-R-A-G-O-N.com. Share it with somebody. If you feel so inspired and compelled, please donate to our campaign. Uh, let's get going, folks. Uh, let's get going on this campaign. 40 days uh, from right now, you will elect a new mayor, potentially, uh, if we don't have a runoff. Uh, the numbers look really good. Uh, we have, uh, I'm going to just give it away a little bit early since I did uh, talk to that. Uh, of 199 uh, people who have responded to the survey with more than uh, 8,040 calls and all that, uh, we got 66 people who are voting for me. We've got uh, 66 people who are uh, undecided, and we have 53 people uh, who are not voting for me out of all that stuff. We'll have more numbers that are coming out. Uh, this is about as exacting as a poll as I can get. Uh, 46% of the people who are called are Democrats. 28% are Republicans. 24% uh, are independents. 
it's directly reflected of the number of people who are in the electorate uh, who are out there. We want that to be the type of thing, and we'll have more data that's going to be coming out. Stay away from the suppression polls. Uh, they're going to have me somewhere between probably 10 to 15 percent. Uh, we're showing much different numbers. Our signs are everywhere. People are pushing us out, and people are making donations uh, as well right now, whatever they possibly can afford to go ahead and change the city. We put out nearly a 1,000 yard signs, handed out a 1,000 bumper stickers, and we're just getting started. It was a great day yesterday and today. Supporters, of course, were out in full force making calls to voters, posting our campaign platform to social media, putting up 5 for 505 signs, and painting their cars in Eddie for Mayor messaging. If you want your car painted, you can go ahead and do so by going to RPM headquarters, and that is at 5150 San Francisco Suite A. Very nicely uh, 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 you know, situated there in the Journal Center. Albuquerque residents are calling in, sending photos of our signs, bumper stickers from all over the cities. And you need to know that uh, they're not the only ones that are taking notice. Our opponents are absolutely scrambling at this point. They're seeing the growing wave of Eddie Aragon for ABQ mayor in the sport. Uh, also, panic has set in. Tim Keller has put out a brand new poll. Uh, this is some of the questions that came in. And just to let you know that they're afraid of what we're talking about and uh, our upstart campaign. Remember, we qualified with 3,305 signatures in 14 days. <clears throat> and let me show you very quickly uh, the questions uh, that are on uh, this particular uh, uh, Q&A that, that came through. Uh, let's see. Where, where are they? Where are those questions? They were trying to avoid my name inside the questionnaire. Uh, Tim Keller spent $9,500 on the questionnaire that went out. And it is his, uh, him and his uh, campaign that did so. Let's see if I can find it in my photos. Uh, let's see. Where is it? Where is it? Yeah, here it is. It says, if you voted today, who would you vote for? And it has Tim Keller, Manny Gonzalez, Eddie Aragon. Not sure. Funny that they're putting my name at the bottom because my name will be at the top of the ballot, folks. And then, not to mention, if the candidate for mayor of Albuquerque were just Tim Keller and Manny Gonzalez, who would you vote for? Funny that they're phrasing that as well. You see what they're going to be trying to do? So here's what you need to understand, okay? First off, Manny Gonzalez, or Manuel Gonzalez III, as he now refers to himself, has been forced to put on a full-court press to defend his veneer as a law and order candidate, despite skyrocketing crime and ever-increasing homelessness. After we noted how his own website didn't even have a page outlining his policy positions, the foundation of any campaign, he actually, we forced him to put one up. After we criticized his record as chief law enforcement officer in Bernalillo County, he used the power of his office, an ethical blunder that's almost as bad as the staff's forging of signatures, which he'll get a hearing for tomorrow, to get him on the ballot to hold a press conference with the FBI, DEA, ATF, U.S. Marshals, and 80 of his deputies, where he talked about how serious, quote-unquote, serious he is about crime. So maybe we'll start charging him some consulting fees of our own. But it gets better. Now he's unleashed his campaign staff to shut down comments, questions from constituents on social media who ask any question that casts him in a negative light. People want to know where he stands, but instead of answering questions, the man of already very few words has resorted to censoring Albuquerque voters. Faced with questions about his endorsements of Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham and incumbent Mayor Tim Keller, and why he's suddenly so concerned about crime despite nearly three decades of law enforcement, Manny isn't having any of it. In a matter of minutes, voters who dare question his credentials are seeing their comments on social media deleted over anything that calls anything that he has done in his past into question and given his dismal record as one of Albuquerque's top law enforcement officials. So is this a type of transparency that he, Manny Gonzalez, would implement if elected mayor in Albuquerque? Would he censor his own constituents? Would he seek to silence those who criticize his failure to cut crime in the city? 
That's not the type of leadership that this city needs. Not when there's a candidate with a straightforward platform who's open to taking questions from any constituent. You're welcome to go ahead and call now. 550-5500. I'm in the antithesis of big party politics. I post my personal cell phone number on every platform. I encourage anybody to call, email, direct message me about my plans as mayor. I respond to every question that I can, every comment, and every direct message on social media. I thank, your, I thank all of my followers for their support, and I encourage them to read the campaign platform and get it out on their own. I'm not even on social media myself. So whether it's to pledge your support or ask questions, criticize, or make suggestions, my door and my phone line are open. This is exactly the type of transparency that we need here in this city. Nobody who thinks they can lead a city of this size should be shying away from criticism. You can't hide in a closet or in a radio station, right, because everything broadcasts out, or a campaign in a basement like Joe Biden, the way that Manny has, when your constituents want answers. So that is why corruption is the first C in my campaign mayoral platform to save this city. And if you want to save the city, go to saveabq.com. That's saveabq.com. You don't need to follow any hashtags. Just go to saveabq.com. It's this type of elitist attitude that has insulated New Mexico bureaucrats and allowed party favorites to get away with their disastrous policies. That is their plan. Stifle citizen oversight, inclusion, access to the leaders who are supposed to represent them. They can go on about their business, not as leaders, but as politicians looking to climb the political ladder. That insulation of political lease is now coming to an end with my candidacy. I may be the most transparent candidate in the history of New Mexico politics. I'm willing to take questions from friends and foes because I'm not a politician. I can interact with residents of any political persuasion. I'm confident that the solutions that I have proposed, and there's no hidden agenda in me, I just want a better city. As I say in my campaign video, I realize the mayor's office can be a dead-end political job. And I will repeat, it is perfect for me because I do have no political ambitions. I just want to stay alive in the city. I just want to live in a better city. So try as you might. My opponents will not silence me. The local mainstream media is already colluding to stop the spread of our message, including dropping calls of anyone wanting to talk about our campaign on KKOB. We want you to bring it. Manny can block our supporters on social media, TV, and print media and pretend that there's nothing to see here, but the people of Albuquerque have now caught on. They know the game, and they're volleying back. Our supporters are blanketing social media with a message of hope. They're sick of politics as usual, and they're tired of the excuses as to why Albuquerque isn't a thriving city. They don't want to hear the leaders of the city complain that crime is high, but it's high everywhere. No, knowing full well that there are simple steps that can be taken to combat crime here and now, not just 42 days away from the election. Help businesses thrive now, to clean up our streets now, and parks and businesses and corridors right now. And all these people, they vote. They vote for ending mask and vaccine mandates. They vote for keeping businesses open and unmasking our children in schools. They vote to end the unconstitutional fines Placed on churches, they vote for equal access to the state fair. They vote to punish all crime, not just felonies. They vote to increase police officer pay to boost recruitment. They vote to spend taxpayer money on more directives to solve crime and to staff new units within the Albuquerque Police Department, including a gang unit and commercial and residential burglary units, which don't exist. They vote to end public partnerships and that waste taxpayer money on tourism spaceships that will never get to board, buildings we don't need, stadiums we can't fill, and buses no one rides. They vote and come November 2nd, 2021, no matter how much you silence them, no matter how many of their questions you delete, no matter how many of their polls you hang up on, no matter how many of them you block on social media, they will vote based upon what's best for their families, their safety, and their businesses. Join us as we take back the 505 
visit our website, fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. Jump on board, ladies and gentlemen. This train is about to board, and we want you on it. So make sure you visit RPNM headquarters as well. You can go ahead and go directly to fightfor505.com or 5150 San Francisco and uh, pick up a sign, grab a T-shirt, grab a hat, make some calls. Let's make history here in the city of Albuquerque. 521, back and forth here in the Kiva, AM 1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM, com. affordability and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating. Family owned and operated since 1973 for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over a hundred lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856 
1171 856-1171, or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, healthcare, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683. 883 3683. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. Make Sugar Hollow Assisted Living a home away from home experience for your loved one. In the historic Albuquerque Country Club neighborhood, Sugar Hollow is beautiful and peaceful with one of Albuquerque's lowest resident-to-caregiver ratios. Home-cooked meals, activities, medication assistance, boutique-style care with a focus on dignity and quality of life. Visit Sugar Hollow by calling 270-0801. Dignity and trusted care. Sugar Hollow, 270-0801. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solatone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tamrio Westlife. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tamrio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. disturbing video you can actually watch the beginning of that video as we are on rockoftalk.tv i'm playing the videos right there for you i mean there's like 24 7 uh stuff when it comes to these uh video channels now it's all over roku i think there's like 12 music video channels and uh i'm just i'm back into uh my, my old set doubt I, I love the fact that i can just go back and just watch all the videos of the 80s 90s and uh and today and uh, uh, DJ uh, Eddie, uh, yeah. shifting shifting from DJ Eddie to uh, well, I don't mm-hmm. I don't work for any campaigns, but uh, I, 
Here's an interesting question for one sure. of the forums. One of the forums coming up, uh, we're going to have a couple of candidate forums, I guess, coming up. Um, 96% vaccination rate for Asian New Mexicans, uh, 71% vaccination rate for white New Mexicans, 59% vaccination rate for Hispanic New Mexicans, Hispanic. and right at the very bottom, Eddie, mm. uh, the very bottom by race or ethnicity in our state, 56% vaccination for black New Mexicans. So hmm. are the Vax Nazis saying black people are too dumb to get vaccinated? How do, how, I wonder how they'd respond to I that. I don't know how else I would respond to that. There you go. So uh, get your hand out of my pocket. That's all I got to say. You know, we don't trust the we don't trust the government there. I think that's kind of uh, what we're saying. 56 and 59. I like my odds there. Uh, we got uh, Rebecca uh, as well. Rebecca can't go into a store any longer. Don't look up here, Rebecca. You're on camera there. Uh, I have to keep her. She she tries to go. <laughs> She's looking all around the room. We've got her set up there in the studio, but it's impossible for her to shop just about anywhere. Uh, we won't say the specifics of her recent shopping trips or where she goes or what she does, but what we will tell you is that she refuses to enter any place that uh, is adamant about making sure that they have a mask, much less or much more than you know, the vax. And I know that it's a difficult time for a lot of New Mexicans. Sounds like a good 46% of black people just, or 44% of black people aren't getting the vaccination. If I have that right. And 41% of Hispanic people, you know, they don't trust it. Just like a public enemy said, can't trust it. Right. Rebecca. Don't your, believe your, the hype. Don't believe the hype. Right? Yeah. Rebecca, your thoughts on uh, getting out uh, in, in the wilderness here of Albuquerque and shopping around. <laughs> well, uh, I have said all along, and that started last year, that that is the hill I'm going to die on. Mm -hmm. Not going to wear a mask, period, because I knew it was just a stepping stone to the next thing they were going to do and then the next thing they're going to do. And I was exactly correct. There are plenty of stores you can shop in. Yeah. In give, us town. Some, give us some examples. We don't want to hear about the bad ones. We just want to hear about the good places that you're supporting. Okay. Um, Home Depot's never given me of trouble okay. at all. Okay. Walmart, really? Really? You know, Walmart. They huh? might say, "Hey, uh, you need to wear a mask," and I say, oh, "Okay, I just keep on walking." Uh, they never enforce it. Okay. Um, Lowe's, they never Lowe's. do. Lowe's, all right. There we and, go. Are the grocery store Lowe's too? Uh, I don't know if I've gone to one, one of on those. One on Street. That's, uh, no. that's my shopping place. Um, of course, anywhere in the that Mountains the where I live. Smith. Uh, wonder if I get extra points at the Ghetto Smith. Well, you know, up until today, <laughs> I. I never had a problem with any of the Smiths. Yeah. I think it's just in town. In town is where it's really creepy. If you're mm. in the town, in the city of Albuquerque, that's where it gets like all out mask Nazi. If you mm. get that outside of town, uh, not really an issue. Mm -hmm. and, and that's that's what I've noticed actually all along. Mm -hmm. um, I've never had any trouble. Like I typically go grocery shopping at Walmart or I'll go to the little store I go to in the East Mountain. There's an urban versus uh, a rural sort of yeah. angle. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I'm not going to bend on that. Sorry. Never, never giving in. I'm, ex I'm ex uh, sort of excited from the standpoint to see what people uh, are going to have problems over at Balloon Fiesta. I'm yeah. wondering if there will be any problems whatsoever over at the other uh, Balloon Fiesta. So we'll have to see what happens, see if there's going to be any incidents. I certainly hope that there won't be, but I imagine there could be a few people here and there who are going to try to throw their weight around and say how people are being selfish if they don't want to wear their mask or they're being selfish if they aren't vaxxed or both. 
in that case. But um, there you go. 550, 5500. That's 550, 5500. Dowd, uh, I know you had another uh, write up uh, yesterday, um, and uh, we covered that. Uh, and on the front page of the Albuquerque Journal, there it is pandemic learning loss may lead to more school. I almost felt like they were listening to uh, what she wrote. Uh, what you wrote yesterday. We've got literacy rates of 36 and 31 percent, uh, all-time lows. It doesn't seem as as if our additional uh, money that we're expending on public schools, not to mention the shortage of substitute teachers, shortage of teachers overall. You know, changing the culture in terms of uh, these schools are shutting down if we don't adhere to the government mandates for masking and vaccine. The separation has uh, really, really made uh, educational uh, systems. A lot worse uh, going forward. I have to ask the question uh, to both of you. Dowd, I'll let you go first. Do you think that this will impact uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham's uh, chances uh, of uh, her getting reelected? We know that it should, and uh, I certainly would never vote for her. Maybe if she weren't even the last person on earth, I wouldn't vote for her. I would just wouldn't vote. Um, But I can tell you that we're looking at something right here that is something that she has worked very hard on early childhood education, making a better educational system. I remember the one child who was running, chasing a school bus yes. and how do you guys remember that visual? Oh, that yeah. oh, there? Yeah. I think that that visual is going to come back to haunt her. So I'll let you go first out 36 and 31 percent literacy rates. Well, let me give you the, the specifics first. This is not crazy libertarian public policy writer D. Dowd Muscat. This is the state's own findings. This is a researcher for the Legislative Education Study Committee. Uh, you know, that, that's like uh, uh, actually I'm mean, a legislative finance committee. I'm sorry. That's like speaking from, you know, the the the, the clouds that our, our dear Lord uh, lives on a, up a, ahead of us. It, it, it's uh, the uh, number of researchers for the committee put this together. Uh, what they specifically looked at was standardized testing data. These are students K through three. So we're hearing about the cohort of children who uh, supposedly the governor cares the most about uh, education, early childhood education and development. You know, we have a whole cabinet level bureaucracy now because of her. She signed the bill creating that cabinet uh, uh, bureaucracy. Uh, their data showed a 30, that 37 percent of those elementary school students were learning uh, at their grade level, which is a pretty scary number prior to the pandemic, uh, and the rest were not, that number dropped to 31% at grade level now. This is the state saying this. This is not me saying, that, saying this. Uh, and, Eddie, I hadn't even made the connection until just a few seconds ago. Mm. Uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham lives and breathes. I care about children. I care yep. about children. Now we have some good data. It, you know, it, it, it's it's – Good data is hard to find in a country that has lost its mind, but we have data coming out of the state itself saying she's failing the youngest students. Uh, if it doesn't hurt her on election day, it damn well should. So we look at these literacy rates uh, across states, uh, despite how low it is here in the state, uh, we are not one of the states with the lowest literacy rates. Uh, believe it or not, it's other blue states like California and New York, 23.1% for California, and then 22.1% uh, for New York. Uh, we are finding that blue policies are not working. And the question that's begged is, well, should more ki- should these kids spend more time in school? Well, if they're getting results like this and the kids have no idea whether or not they're going to be going to school, the best states, all red states for the most part, South Dakota, North Dakota, uh, New Hampshire, that's a red state. So you're looking at these red states. Uh, I mean, they perform at a, a significantly higher level. And they're not talking about extending school years or adding more days or anything else. I like that. I don't, if they're not getting the literacy rates that they need, 
why would we have them go to institutions that we know that aren't teaching? It doesn't make a, a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca, your thoughts on uh, early childhood education and the literacy rates. And, uh, you know, do, do people read? What is it, the percentage of people that read newspapers? 3%, 4%? Number of mm. people who read book, it's got to be less than one half of 1%. I doubt, yeah. that, uh, I, I doubt that very many people read, if at all. Uh, my Kindle's on fire. Do you want to know why? Uh, there's this really cool little feature in the Kindle that they added where you can just add notes and it's, you can add notes on your iPhone. So I'm reading my Kindle and I have it on old man version because I don't want to strain my eyes at all. And it's amazing the number of highlights and notes that you can put. And now I don't have to read the book over a second or third time because like you, Dad, with all your highlights, uh, it's uh, you get to keep all your notes and just kind of skim through what you remember. So uh, your thoughts uh, on, on those numbers, uh, Rebecca, on the literacy rates? Well, I mean, I did a little search on that, too. One, one site said that we're 49th and another site, uh, based on the rankings on CN, puts us at about 43rd. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know which one's correct. Um, but I know uh, I graduated from college myself uh, about 10 years ago, and there were actually students that I went to college with that had like literacy that was probably at elementary school level, which I found just amazing. I could not believe that. And a lot of a lot of people in this state, I, I, don't, I don't know why it's so bad in this state, worse than other states, but they are completely brainwashed by the media and they, they, they just believe everything they're told. Yeah, and, there's no and question I'm about saying, that. I don't know why it's worse in New Mexico than other states, but it definitely is. Well, I think the the, and it's not lost on me, if you notice how incredibly thin our Albuquerque Journal is, I realize that the newspaper business has become uh, tough lately. I'm, by the way, I'm incidentally, I'm going to be meeting with the uh, newspaper uh, people tomorrow. They're coming into the studio, which is kind of cool. I uh, said so I didn't have a whole lot of time. So Matt Risen and his, uh, they're going to come in and talk about uh, crime with me. But I digress. So the thinness of the paper, if you look at other uh, newspapers, the Arizona Republic, uh, you know, or the Nevada, right? You remember the RJ? Uh, Dowd, we've talked a lot about that. I mean, those are very thick, dense papers. Uh, those are, I think, for uh, more literate, if you will, populations out there. You have to ask the question, why don't we read more? Why is it that people aren't reading more information, finding more information uh, that, that they can read? Uh, how do we get people to read again? I hate to say it, but in order for us to dig our way uh, out of this whole thing, we are going to get to we're, we are going to need to have a significant uh, increase in the proportion of the people who read uh, here in this in this city and the state uh, overall. I think, Dowd, you would no doubt agree with that, which is one of the reasons why you uh, write so copiously on rockoftalk.chat. Yeah, Eddie, it's been a while, and I'm, I'm looking at my files right now uh, since I'm broadcasting from home, and I have my, my big mainframe system nice. that has all all the research in it. Um, and you have, you have a copy of that, by the way. You, you probably could sell it Thank for you. maybe three dollars. It's um, locked up. <laughs> um, is, one of the things that brain. I and it's been a couple of years now that I've looked at it. Uh, a number of business organizations, the American Management Association, and, and other uh, you know magazine like CEO magazine, and it's been a couple of years. I have to update my files, but they do these surveys, and I I always you know the education blob, as some people call it, uh, government education and higher education. This impenetrable, yawning maw of, of money-sucking waste, fraud, and abuse that is education in America. They're always moving the goalposts on the assessments. So, you know, how they define literacy and how they define grade-level proficiency and all that kind of stuff. 
you've got to be very careful when those assessment comes out comes out. Um, what I look at is what the employers are saying. And they do these periodic surveys of employers about entry level positions. What are the qualities of the people you're interviewing? I mean, what are their communication skills? Can they write a coherent you know, paragraph, that sort of stuff? Can they do basic math? Um, this is what I'm looking at. It's been a couple of years. So this was from the American Management Association. Uh, the executives they survey said that the majority of their workforce is average or below average in communication skills, creativity, collaboration, yep. and critical thinking. Four things basically, that are awfully useful. Basically living. <laughs> yes. yes. Basically learning how to be operational. If you don't yeah. read, you're not operational. I have a thought about, about Ooh, this, okay. about the um, young people not wanting to read so much. It, it seems as though more and more we're, we're living in a society that's like a society of instant gratification. Reading takes time. Yeah, but, you know, Rebecca, uh, that could be said for a lot of things. Uh, reading actually doesn't take very much. Everyone's reading their text. They're reading crap, uh, and they're, you know, I think communicating in, in terms of, <clears throat> how would you phrase that? Uh, what, uh, the emoticons and the LOL and the, you know, it, it's but just. There again, it's instant gratification. It's a short little message. Yeah, you know, I I'm, I, I see your point there. Yeah. But people are reading all the time. It's It's what they're interested in. Mm-hmm. And the problem is you have to get them interested in, I hate to use this old word, but civics. You know, I'm looking right now at uh, the uh, weekly, um, excuse me, the most literate cities and the least literate cities. And you're looking at week- weekday newspaper circulation. Now, the average article is somewhere between 750 to 1,000 words uh, for a good article. On a lot of these snippets that we see, you know, we're reading a lot of 100, 150, 200 at most. Uh, for a good content article you see on uh, the Albuquerque Journal, You'd actually consider that, you know, three columns, four columns, you might get 450 to 500 words and feel like, oh, wow, I really feel informed. But by and large, uh, you're seeing a very low newspaper circulation. More and more people have got out of the Albuquerque Journal, um, but there's not too much else to, to read out there. You know, we certainly uh, see the there's a number of conservative blogs uh, that are out there. You know, you have the liberal blogs like Joe Monahan's blog. But uh, by and large, we're seeing, you know, newspaper and blog circulation in Albuquerque amongst the lowest uh, in the entire country, uh, very likely. And that's not uh, going to help to develop everything. We can implement all the policies we want. I can write all of the, uh, you know, factoids and uh, bullet point things. And one of the reasons why I uh, answered many of the questions the way that I did doubt in my answers to Jessica Dyer and listed them one, two, three, four, five is because I wanted to make them memorable and in a way that people could actually digest them. And that would go to Rebecca's point, of course, about the, you know, uh, the uh, attention spans. But I think it has more to do with the way that we consume this information. People want just data points where they can kind of get plugged in. Uh, El Paso is number four in terms of the worst. Uh, They have the 13th lowest, uh, 15th lowest weekday newspaper circulation. Uh, Bakersfield, the worst uh, weekday uh, newspaper circulation uh, for the 12th lowest city is Stockton, California. What do we know about Stockton and Bakersfield? Also have the two of the highest uh, crime rates uh, in the entire country as well, and also run by liberal policy. So I think uh, a less educated population, I don't think we're, anyone needs to make any stretch here. You could say that they go hand in hand with a worse society. The lower your literacy rate, uh, the uh, less uh, prosperous your city is, and I think the more crime-ridden and policy struggles that, that it has down. Yeah, and I also think we, we, sometimes we, we get lost in the metric stuff and we talk about, uh, n- not the metric system, but just the metrics of how are we compared to other countries and are, are, are the scores rising or low, lower than they were in the past. Uh, 
another thing I've looked at for years is this thing called the soft skills. Um, and I'm actually looking at a study from the, of all things, the Progressive Policy Institute that actually did some good work on this. Um, soft skills like teamwork, communication, organizations, uh, organization adaptability, and um, something I think we're really suffering from in this country, punctuality. Um, I ran out to get a quick uh, uh, ice cream cone last night. I'm on my one meal a day uh, diet, and I just was got, I got damn hungry at 9 o'clock, and I ran out to the Dairy Queen, walked up to the counter, and the young man behind the counter just had that thousand-yard stare, just sort of stared at me. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to be quiet until he actually says something, because if you're in retail, and I, I grew up on a retail apple orchard. We sold our product direct to the consumer 85% of the time, um, it's your job to greet the con consumer and to smile at the consumer and to engage with the consumer. Um, if you can't even greet the customer, uh, that's a soft skill deficiency, young man, that you need to work on. I'm, I'm sorry. But again, it's, it's, it goes so much beyond the, the, the high IQ stuff. And the more we shift toward a service economy, and there have been people who have written about this a lot, the more those soft skills are going to matter because you're not going to be on that assembly line, uh, you know, putting the rivets in at the right spacing and all that kind of stuff. You're going to you're going to have to work better with other human beings. And whether it's too much screen time or teachers teaching you too much about Antifa and not about how to work with other people, uh, we're looking at some scary times in this country. And it really hurts our productivity and our ability to generate wealth in this country. Yeah, I think so. And I think what we're really talking about here is discipline. I think it's not just, uh, you said punctuality, you're talking about short attention spans, you know, building some level of discipline. And, you know, that brings me right back to the whole point of this whole thing. And that, of course, is they're wanting to extend the length of school year. For an undisciplined Department of Education that's had two different department heads since the beginning of the uh, tenure of Michelle Lujan Grisham and uh, bookstores that are featuring more uh, theater in terms of drag queen story hour, and various other things to, to, to attract them, they're not focused on the real purpose of what this is, which is to educate and uh, really inform people. They're focused more on, well, you know what, we're going to use this as a political tool. I think that's what we see that's coming from the other side and its failure to perform. I remember my parents sitting me down. I remember doing the Scripps Howard spelling bee. I placed, uh, by the way, it was really interesting. Uh, we had a K through, well, it wasn't K through eight. I think it was like third through eighth grade. I was a fourth grade. I won the fourth three spelling bee contest, which is generally when most of the spelling bees are. And uh, I did the Scripps Howard uh, spelling bee uh, doubt. And my mom, every single day, you would have loved her because she was literally practicing all the words that I'd go out. And it made me so intelligent, so smart, because she just sat there with me and I had to learn every single word in the entire book. And they would hand out the Scripps Howard uh, spelling uh, word uh, catalog. So you'd kind of go through that. And uh, you know, lo and behold, not only did I win my class uh, spelling bee, uh, but I came third in the entire school that went all the way to eighth grade just by nice. you know, going, yeah, which uh, <laughs> was really pretty, uh, pretty something. But that was a discipline that you had to attach yourself to. And that's what you're looking here on the front page of the Albuquerque Journal. It says pandemic learning loss may lead to more school. No, we're, la we're lacking the discipline of routine, of ritual of getting up, going somewhere, getting dressed up, uh, getting out of school, coming home, doing your homework. I think that that has been completely eliminated with the uh, sort of the uh, scattered uh, sh uh, scattershot way that we've approached education during this COVID. We literally, what's the purpose of school when everyone's worried about COVID? And this is the fear that they've been beating in into everybody. If anybody would have taken the time to actually read and educate themselves and understand what's going on, you wouldn't be so scared of, of COVID. 
uh, you would actually understand it. So, you well, know, Eddie, part, part, wait, let me finish my point. Part of the problem, you know, you, we're all wondering why people are running around with masks on their head. I'd love to know what percentage, and I think you would probably agree with this, what percentage of those people who are doing what they're told, wearing the mask, etc., are actually reading information, reading information on the, the, the depth. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, Rebecca just nailed, uh, nailed it. I think she said zero, and I'm sure you, your, your, your number would be pretty close to that doubt. Yeah, reading and, of course, processing the information. Uh, as much fun as it is to bash, as I just did, the, the education system, and teacher unions have basically destroyed actual learning in our country, and ladies and gentlemen, I can't encourage you enough to get your kids into private schools or do homeschooling, tremendous resources out there, and uh, scholarships if, if, if money is an issue for, for going to private schools. Um, and, Eddie, I think I'll take this time to mention, I don't think I've, I've said this week, my, uh, <clears throat> my nephew, who I was... Uh, very much involved with growing up. He's taking his first college tours uh, coming up soon, looking at right. Tufts and Boston College. Ooh. And I guess the school just told my sister that uh, it's a good chance that he'll be a National Merit Scholar uh, too. So, wow. um, th there was a study done, in, you know, we always get back to the issue of culture here in New Mexico, but frankly, it's bad all over the country. There was a study done in the early 90s by a, a nonprofit called the Educational Testing Service. They figured out that it was over 90% of the difference in educational outcomes among the 50 states, you know, you have rock bottom states like Louisiana, Mississippi, and New Mexico, and you have sky high states like New Hampshire and North Dakota and South Dakota. They said that 90% of the difference can be accounted for with five different metrics. Okay. Pr presence of pre presence of parents in the child's yep. life. Yep. Amount of amount of reading material observed in the domicile of the child. Attendance at school. Amount right. of time done homework every night, and the amount right. of television watched every night Ooh. in that home, and that that those five factors explain ninety percent of the difference. So that 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 indicates how powerful. The where's home that study from is. again? Yeah, where's that study that was, from? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll link to it tonight. It was done in the early 1990s uh, by an organization called the ETS, Educational Testing Service. They did a 50-state analysis. Those cultural factors, you get those cultural factors right, and I dare say with my <coughs> budding uh, National Merit Scholar nephew, uh, those factors were, were pretty solid. Um, you're going you're gonna to have kids who are lifelong learners, you know, no matter what the subject is. Maybe they go into the arts. Maybe they go into biomedicine. Maybe they go into engineering, you know, whatever. But you, my nephew, you can't stop a kid like that. I mean, he is so interested in so many different subjects. I read to him nonstop. My mother, his grandmother read to him nonstop. Um, and he's on his way. You can't hold those kinds of kids down if their intellectual abilities are stimulated. Uh, and they're, you know, he went to summer camp every year. He went to sailing camp and chess camp and 3D yeah. printer camp. I mean, you just can't 3D hold those kids down. <laughs> yes, and his team won. Uh, the competition at the end of, of the summer, I believe. For so 3D, reading, 3D homework, <laughs> attendance, uh, the other two again? Uh, uh, amount of television watched. Telly. Uh, amount of homework done every night. Yeah, I got that. Uh, attendance in classroom, you know, being got in that. the classroom kind of helps. Uh, amount of Amount of reading material observed in the house, not proving that people are reading it, but just observing that it's there probably mm -hmm. indicates that people are reading it. And then yeah. they're, whether they had uh, two parents in their life. Wow. Okay. Just want to make sure we're uh, we're checking the boxes here. So uh, this is pretty good. I feel good about uh, each one of those uh, uh, categories. Well, you know that you know what Samuel's like. Uh, oh. And then you've got uh, the the other one is like had got an uncanny sponge like 
um, uh, observe. You know, it's kind of weird. His, his intelligence is very strange. It's, it is, but it's there. I've seen. You have no idea how much attention he's paying to you. Oh, yeah. like, he knows everything, and there's no kid that asks more questions. Uh, uh, Sam is uh, pretty caught up in the uh, uh, world of the Xbox. Uh, I have to say that the Xbox world isn't an all bad thing. I think video games are. I think video games are a good thing. I think the 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 word's still out on that stuff. But I think in terms of uh, social orientation, um, uh, uh, interaction, and I think being, I mean, there's a lot of competition going on, especially during this uh, COVID time. I think it's a good thing. Uh, I think too much of it's not a good thing, especially if it gets in the way of homework. Uh, and sure. that, that happened to me over the weekend with the, the kids. I, we didn't quite get to the homework. Uh, and apparently he didn't bring it down. So he, was, he wasn't thinking about that. <laughs> A cheat weekend once in a while is fine. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that, that was that. Five fifty fifty five hundred. Final words from you on uh, this subject. Uh, I can't imagine you ever played uh, any sort of video games, Rebecca. Did you? Oh yeah. Did you? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Not uh, there... can, not Candy Crush. Did you? No. I, uh, I was into much more complex games. Yeah. Than like that. what? I'm I'm interested to hear what um, video game you may have played. There was one video game I was really hooked on for a really really Burger long time. time. I love a... Burger Time too. Burger, Burger time, time was, was awesome! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I had a gl- game I used to play called Battlezone. It was a combination of first-person shooter and oh. a strategy all wrapped yeah. up into one. A very complicated game. Not many people played it because it required a lot of skill to play it. Yeah. But uh, I would, it would play it online against other people all around the world. And I played that for several years, and there for a while, I was one of the best players in the entire world. I'd be most interested to, he- to see what games the most... Uh, intelligent uh, and or, you know, the, I think most, uh, I think the wealthiest people, you know, there's definitely probably a huge diversion between those types of things uh, in terms of what they play. But mm-hmm. I would think that the wealthiest people, if I had to guess what game that they may have played, you know, if someone asked me yesterday, what's your favorite book? And I said, well, the 48 laws of power, the book that I read most often. Um, well, I read You know how I read Dowd. So I read, I read yep. for information. I go grab. No, I was just, I wasn't criticizing. I've just never okay. heard of it. Is thought, it, is it would it be it, worth my time? It's all, it's all right here. No, it's not you. It's more of an action-oriented uh, book. I don't think you would like it. I think you, the, the snippets would be too short, and you have too many questions, so you'd want to really start to dig in. So I think you would probably, on every one of those chapters, uh, find you know four or five stories, and you'd delve into each of those stories. I think that book might take you years to actually get through, uh, as it's taken me. I've had the book forever. You know, He developed, a, I think, five, the 33 Strategies of War, 48 Laws of Power, uh, you have that. Uh, there's the uh, Laws of Seduction, you know, all these things. No, that, it's, it's important. I've got to yes, win, yes. win people over. It's all, We're you know, social right means. I have We're never, social I've means. never, I've never been, uh, I'm sure you're not surprised when I tell you, like, one of my favorite books is certainly not How to Win Friends and Influence People. That is not mine. That is not my book. <laughs> that is definitely not the book for me. I see that book and I run the other way as quickly as possible. I just, <laughs> I'm not interested in how to win friends and influence people. That is, uh, I can influence people in different ways and I don't need to win friends. I don't believe uh, in that. But, you know, I'd be interested. I think if I had to guess the one game that people who were wealthy or people who are of high intelligence that they played, and I say this because of my uh, economics professor, uh, at the University of New Mexico, which I so just wanted to make him happy. You know, Indy, you know, he was uh, from India and he was amazing. Uh, that's not racist when I do that because I did that to Kishore. He was great. And uh, he he was like a master bridge player. 
and he taught me how to play bridge and I got addicted to it for like, you know, Bobby Wolf's on bridge. There's a reason why that's in the newspaper folks. That is for a finite group of about a hundred people who are literally running around with those problems in their head. And they think about it all day long of sound mind. It's the people and it's not chess. Some people will tell you that's chess. no bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a. Yeah, some that's people a, say the Asian game Go with like three hundred pieces. That's even. Yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Bridge Asian. is one game I've never played. I've played almost all of the other ones. Well, it's a it's a it, you know start with spades, kind of go into some of those card game hearts, mm-hmm. and then you start thinking about some of the other you know, developable skills. And then you finally get to bridge one day, and bridge is it became amazing. I sat down with him, and and still to this day, it's one of those things. Uh, that I think of uh, what I think fondly of people who are very smart. Five fifty, fifty five hundred. And you guys are too young. Restoring currently, uh, resorting. Uh, let's see, restoring currently. My brother's nineteen forty eight Carnival pinball machine. Oh yeah. Ooh, those were fun. Yeah, wasn't it Pachinko too? Is that, that the other one that they played? They uh, that game's all over Japan, right? That they used to have it's, it's like those classic pinball. They have those. Isn't that what it's called? Is it called Pachinko? What's what's the name of that arcade game where they have all those? Things that are lined up next to each other. I know it's in Japan. Carnival Pinball Machine. So cool, but if it if it must be a video game, then it's Star Castle. Ooh. Pinball was real popular when I was a teenager. I used to play a lot of pinball. I have a Pac-Man machine. Everybody knows I have a Pac-Man Oh, machine. yeah, those were fun. I know all the patterns, and it's, yeah. just, a, it's just muscle memory and timing. It is. It's it a, is. Just, do you know the patterns? You know where to go to. You know the pattern. Uh, you can play for a long time. No. It aggravates me to no end to see my parents play Solitaire. Yeah. That gets old real fast. Oh my gosh, I hate that game. I literally hate it. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I do like Mahjong. I know people the that video play Mahjong. Do you guys play a video Mahjong? They oh, used to be Mahjong. Yeah, it used to be on I think Windows three one. It would be one oh. of the games that. Came oh, I remember it. that one. You remember that? And I, you just play that, and I think that was good. Uh, Dig Dug. No, I'm not going to play. Oh, Dig, Dig Dug was fun. No, I'm Dig not Dug was play. awesome. I like Dig Dug. Yeah, I really liked it. <laughs> annoying. We're going way back today. I know yeah. we are. <laughs> uh, Magnavox Odyssey. Uh, I remember that one. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Let's see what we've got here. Oh, wow. What is this? Walmart, no mask. People are sending me... Oh, this guy showed up. <laughs> so I guess Walmart is photographing people Nice. when they check out. Did you see that? He's showing me a, photo, a photograph. He's smiling for me. And he bought, let's see, chocolate, chocolate mints uh, all brand the uh, chocolate mints were two ninety seven. You know what? If you really want to study people, follow people to the uh, follow people to the grocery store. One of my uh, cousins, she used to. I worked as a sacker. I told you this. I worked as a sacker at Furs. Well, he used to have a Furs food store. It's not just a place where you eat on. Buffet. They called it Bag Boy, I think. Ba- bag Boy. Bag Boy. That's what not, they used to call it when oh, I was a kid. We called them sackers, actually. Okay. Sackers, yeah. That sounds like you're playing football. I don't want you, yeah, but you don't know any football. If you don't know anything about football, if you're calling a football player a sacker, <laughs> uh, just letting you know. All brand. This guy's literally buying. Listen to this. Like, what is going through this guy's GI tract? He's got chocolate <laughs> mints for two ninety seven, and he's got all brand for five ninety eight. <laughs> oh, it's the dinner hour. <clears throat> and then he's got uh, gummy worms. Two big bags of uh, gummy worms, and they charged him a uh, C checkout bag tax of ten cents. So those are for those. Into- you say gummy worms, I think ch- about that creepy commercial for gummy worms. That just really creeps me out. I have no idea what creepy gummy commercial. Oh yeah. About. Oh. Cubert. Yeah, Cubert. Cubert. Oh, that's fun. Remember, that, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 
uh, willing to pander for any publicity. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't even show you this. Uh, I was a pinball wizard at Holiday Bowl back in the 70s. That's a great song. It is. Sure, play it's a mean pinball. Oh, no, no. Da, da, I can't believe da. you didn't you saw a creature like that. I did not see that. Let's see. Uh, Patrick checks in. Hey, yeah, yes, young people are reading, but they're reading text messages. Yeah. Have you, as you have mentioned. But text messages, there's a very short text messages. It's depending on whoever sent the text message has credibility. As in reading, as in fiction or nonfiction, as in a book. That's, uh, thanks, appreciate that. Eddie, uh, Balloon Fiesta is outdoors. Supposedly, if you have the full-blown virus. Uh, has in the lung infection, you cough out the wet particle. Wet particle that's under 10 microns will evaporate immediately in this climate. See, that's when you're really doing your research. I wonder if you tell the guy who's doing the mass police, you start talking to him about microns, if he's going to let you slide this time. You know. Well, the, you know, the low humidity, stuff such, just evaporates real quick. Well, you're saying the same thing, but you didn't give me the 10 micron. I'm not going to let you slide because I don't think you know what you're talking about. But the guy who starts quoting 10 microns and stuff, you know, I'm probably going to say he's okay to not wear his mask. What do you think about that? <laughs> I'm picking on Rebecca today. Uh, Eddie, I'm weird. I read doubt material studies, statutes, news, etc., And I do it all day long. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Nerd. <clears throat> there we go. Let's see. All right. Um, hey, Eddie. Um, Betsy here. Congratulations on running for mayor. If you need help, let me know. I didn't know until the other day that you were running. I think, anyway, I've been in a cocoon. No, you haven't. They haven't talked about me. You can go to fight4505.com. Anyway, I wanted to contact you about an event at the Patriot Street Fighter. Scott McKay is going to be having here on Albuquerque on December 4th. Patriot Street Fighter. That sounds like a video game. That sounds like an amazing video game. Sounds like a fun one to me. (laughs) Remember the sound he makes when he does the super up? (laughs) Finish him! (laughs) Finish him! (laughs) And, and the Ryu, right? He has the, he, has the, he does it like this, right? <laughs> Ryu, he's amazing. I didn't want, like the guy who was like the, the blonde. I liked Ryu for some reason. The blonde hair didn't go with the karate suit. And it made me think, think of Karate Good Kid. Point. Were you the same thing? I just, I, I, yeah, I wasn't into that. So. Oh, I like that one. Uh, anyway, um, if you're able to speak at that event and also be able to give Scott some airtime. Yeah, uh, Scott McKay, I don't know who he is, but. If anybody tells me they're a Patriot Street Fighter, I immediately want to talk to them. So there you go. Yeah. He's a great Patriot. He reminds me of you. I am not Street Fighter, just so you know. There's a Patriot Street Fighter official eShop where you can get all the gear. Oh, really? Are you? Are you? Rebecca's going to the Re- Rebecca 300 today. So uh, hey, gonna, hey, I'm working on it. Better, you. Wow. The things that really uh, get her going on the queue there. We don't have a venue yet, but we're expecting quite a few people because they have a lot of lead time. I also like to get... Uh, Karen Bedoni on board as a speaker. Every time I try to get through to her on Facebook, I get shuffled off to some assistant who never gets back to me. Ooh, come on. Are we able to get a hold of her? Uh, I don't know. I haven't talked to her sometimes. Anyway, let me know if what I can do for you and your campaign. Let me know if you're interested in helping Scott in his event. Thank you. Give me a call to talk about it, dear. And I hope all is well with you. You've, you've got yourself a speaker. One thing I can do is talk. Uh, yes, and some people are happy about it. And other people are not. Uh, where was the <laughs> governatrix today? Her state police chauffeur was doing 72 miles an hour through the big eye. Ooh. That's the one reason why you don't want to be an elected official, because I used to always hear about how fast, you know, Bill Richardson's team was driving throughout the state of New Mexico. Do you remember that? Everyone would talk about his, his, uh, his, his uh, black angels were blazing through the city at 110 miles an hour. Yeah, I remember his speeding tickets. Yeah, nobody said, well, his racks, too. Right, Dowd? Yeah, uh, quickly, Eddie, I, I can't let yes. this opportunity. If you want to talk about Bill Richardson, uh, oh, my, I do. Never ending, my never oh. ending quest to research the disaster that is Spaceport America. 
I ran into some photos, some very rare photos of the oh, groundbreaking, oh. The, the groundbreaking ceremony when Bill Richardson was the governor of the great state of New Mexico. And, of course, he got out of here as quickly as he could, and he gave all his papers to a university in Texas, I believe, not That's New correct. Mexico. correct. University of Texas was uh, awesome. A very, very loyal New Mexican. You know, he oh, wasn't yes. raised here. Uh, he made his political career here. And then when, when all that was over, he just split. Um, there were men dressed as conquistadors at the groundbreaking ceremony for Spaceport America. Oh, wow. Oppressive Whoa. European genocidal conquistadors. That's yep. another, another reason why we need to cancel Spaceport America. Okay. Very disturbing. Uh, I will put them up on our Twitter feed soon for people to see for themselves. Very disturbing. Very disturbing. There yes. it is. Yeah, very <laughs> Ray Gardunio disapproves. Yes, very much so. Not of the Gardunios. Uh, soon to be. Is Gardunios permanently closed now? We no longer have. What are these balloon fiesta people going to eat anymore? Oh, I know this great place in Albuquerque, Gardunios. Didn't everybody used to talk about Gardunios? Like the one place that people would go, oh, the margaritas are gigantic, the chips and salsa. Like that was an institution. How do you screw up chips and salsa and margaritas? <laughs> Seriously, like, you I've have a name. Done. You have a name. You will. You can have a restaurant forever. Nobody will ever take that <laughs> restaurant. And all you have to do is serve margaritas. And I'll get the El Pequeño plate uh, there with all the little mini chimis and the mini tacos. And you are set for life. Just keep churning that stuff out and make a sopa beer or two with honey. You know, Eddie, that, I've, that that restaurant should that would have never have shut. Down. How do you fail at that? An for, institution of New Mexican uh, food right here in the heart of Albuquerque, the one place where see, see some things just go away forever. And I think that's that happens to be one. Of, yes, yes, Rebecca. I have found my test of a Mexican or New Mexican restaurant is if the chips and salsa is good there's a good chance the rest of the food's going to be good. If the chips and salsa is really bad, every time the rest of the food's terrible. The one of the places I used to hate going was Los Cuates because the, um, and I like Los Cuates. I mean, there's some things I will eat over there. It's been so long since I've been there. Um, but I hated, absolutely hated their salsa. Yeah. It was barbecue good. sauce. Yeah. Do you remember oh. that? I've had it. It's not good. Yeah. I didn't. I don't like it. That's why I stick with Monroe's. Monroe's is always good. You can actually take the chips home. They'll let you. Kathy, and uh, that's an institution of New Mexico. I think that is the premier New Mexican food place. Now, I would, I, I'd venture to say, with the number of places that's there, I think yeah. some people would probably uh, dilly dally on the uh, Garcias. But Garcias has been getting a lot of PR more for their employment than for their food as of late. Would you say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two thumbs up for Monroe's. <clears throat> I know one well-known Mexican restaurant that I got thrown out of last winter that I'll never be returning to. Well, we'd like to hear about it. Which place? It uh, is two words, and the first word starts with E, and the second word starts with P. Ooh. That doesn't mean El, that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> what El is that Pinto. Even? Oh, El Pinto. That could have been El Patron too. So, uh, oh, you're right. Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot about that. El Patron. Yeah, I like El be Patron. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. El Pinto. I'll El never Pinto. go back there. I got thrown out of there. Oh. So. Wow, I just got an F you, Eddie. I don't know where that came from. Oh, Wayne's Wayne's especially nice. upset about uh, something today. I don't know. What, what did I do? What did I do to Wayne? Wayne's always angry. He either loves me or, you know, he does. He's, he's He loves me. He hates me. It's, it's he blows hot and cold. It's I'm Wayne. like the people that say they hate you, and by the way, I'm going to vote for you. It's Wayne's. Those are my favorites. 
They're the best. I totally hate you. I like the guy who called in. He's like, you're an a-hole, Eddie, but <laughs> Yeah, I remember that one. For you. Remember that. Uh, Space Quistarores. Best carnivada at Pereas, hands down. Uh, the Gardunos in Old Town is open. There we are. Perfect. Gardunos of Mexico Restaurant, Cantina in Old Town. There we go. Boom, it's still there. Bet you it's uh, old, uh, reliable. Old and reliable. Let's see. Eddie, on my way to work at Rust, and I see a huge Aragon for mayor sign on a house on the west side. <laughs> Yay. There we go. Represent. Yeah, Ken and Ryu. Hadouken. Hadouken. Everyone was trying to figure out what the heck they were saying. Do you remember that? Do you remember the video game? Hadouken. Hadouken. Yeah, I didn't know what. Yeah. Uh, your signal on the AM radio station came through scrambled from Marty Chavez commercial to the USA News. Sounded like echoing double talk. Oh, there it is. They had to scramble that. I just like to blame people because they love to buy into the fact that the radio station scrambled or something. Yeah. Really? I, I love to feed that. I think that's great. <laughs> Those are uh, oh, one drop of cho- one drop of chocolate makes it chocolate milk, Eddie. You're black. Sadie's is great. So officially I can, I can make that claim on stage. That's going to be great. Sadie's has a killer margarita too. I mean, you just drop, you drink one, and you can barely walk out of there. You on a, are we going to send you on a Mexican food run? You know where I can't send you <laughs> is El Modelo. No, they, it is the most literal. It's it, it's it is so angering to order anything from El Modelo anymore. I love you. Remember that thing that you used to have the the smell of the air conditioners, the swamp coolers wafting through with all the. Uh, you know, sopapilla smells coming through the front. You can't get that anymore. Now you're you're greeted. You must sit at your assigned parking space out in the parking lot and make a call and wait 45 minutes, even if you're only ordering one stuff sopapilla. Like, it's ridiculous. I can't even go there anymore. Although nobody makes... That's See, there's another okay. thing. That that business will never shut down as long as they make those sopapillas exactly that. People would pay 3 $4 for that stuff. I'm not even kidding. You've seen these $2 donuts? That's a $4 sopapilla. Seriously. <laughs> Uh, Eddie, you can be our first black mayor. <laughs> As Larry Elder has been accused of being a white supremacist. Why not? That works for us. Uh, that's great. He was called the black face of white supremacy, Larry Elder. Yes. Oh, uh, my God. The title are reaching. Was that a title of an article? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The Time. Let me guess. Was that Time, People, The Atlantic? Uh, let's, take, let's, take, let's take some money on this. Time, People, <laughs> The Atlantic. Uh, Mother Jones, so we'll kind of go extreme. Oh, that'd be a good one. That'd I think Mother one. Jones yeah. would be pretty close to that. Uh, L.A. Times. L.A. Times, there we go. Okay, well, not, not too far. Uh, Eddie, why is this uh, Sheriff Gonzalez who claims to be all about crime running for mayor? I guess that's what politicians do. I don't want to be a politician. I don't want a politician. I want 11th generation New Mexican Eddie Aragon who genuinely loves and cares about Albuquerque. We do. We love, we love this place. We want it to be better. Can you imagine? This is literally one of the most beautiful places. Dowd, have you ever been to a more beautiful place? When you drop in, you're like, where am I flying into with these gigantic mountains and the river running through it and the mesa? When, like, when I hit 40, I, I decided I'm going to never shovel snow again. And New Me- I, I had a bunch of sites on my list of where I was going to move. And New Mexico yep. was the one that came up, number one. Nice Ooh. people. Uh, well, aside from the murders. Um, nice, friendly people. <laughs> great cuisine. <laughs> wonderful weather. Phenomenal scenery. We should be a dynamo in this state. And uh, I think that's my new campaign slogan right there. Albuquerque, soon to be a dynamo. 
right. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Albuquerque, nicest people except the murderers. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's important for us to point out that you know we might rank fiftieth in everything except for the first place that Dowd wants to live. Um, so you're awesome, Eddie Aragon. I almost wish I lived in Albuquerque to vote for you. I almost <laughs> wish. I almost wish. Uh, Eddie, this poll was conducted today as well. Yes, I know. Uh, do you approve of or disapprove of President Joe Biden's job performance? Uh, disapprove. What? This guy put favorable. Huh. Maybe I'm only getting half. He's going. Eddie, this is the link where I ordered my hydroxychloroquine from. It's from that Nigerian doctor that stood up about it last year. She's in his, you know the world's in trouble when we start just going to uh, third world doctors. Can you say third yeah. world? Is, is third world politically correct? I think that. Something We're is through that, the looking glass here, people. <laughs> <laughs> I've got. Remember when people used to go to Mexico to get their teeth fixed, and you would get frowned upon? Why would you go there? I'm like, because it's cheap. Yeah. You know. True. The doors are heavier. And you can tie uh, a larger string to your tooth when they slam it for your dental work. You know, that's the really. <laughs> eee, that hurt. Ay, ay, ay. Anyways, given HCQ during my three tours in Iraq as a prophylactic anti-malarial, as were a few hundred thousand of my comrades. I never liked the word comrades, but. You know, I get it. No, I always thought it sounded like a, a real friendly word. I don't know. That's just me. Dowd breaks the time. What Walmart. do you think? Yeah, see, I'm, there, I'm, there, I'm there on his side. There's absolutely nothing harmful about it. He has to say otherwise is a blatant lie. Oh, how is it that any hospital can disclose private medical information without the patient's consent? How do they do that? Excellent point. Excellent yeah. point. That is the text of the day. None of us even thought of that. Text of the day right there. Uh, that October 1st deadline also applies to federal contractors. Federal contractors. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, I made a $100 contribution. I forgot I was running for mayor. I got so excited about it. I thought I was just doing, you know, the, the stuff as, you know. I am running for mayor. Fight for 505.com. That's fight for 505.com. Eddie, thank you for all you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing other than just fighting for the. You can fight for the 505 too. Just sign up. And do you, do you uh, have, do any accent that you want? It's great stuff. Screw the people who can't deal with it. They just don't have life. Did they ever watch SNL? You know, SNL is nothing but accents, pretty much, right? Yeah. All active. Eddie, just one drop of chocolate and chocolate. The second one? Second one said exactly the same thing. Just one drop of chocolate in the, cho in the milk makes it chocolate milk. Well, it's true. I mean, think about when you go true? to the Home Depot and get some custom paint. You get this, you get this gallon of white paint. And they put just a few drops of color in it, and boom, it's totally changed. So I can make that claim safely on Monday yep. night. The first, sure. For a penny first. in for a pound. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think that's – is that fair? And will that open up uh, a whole uh, a whole uh, bucket of uh, whoop-ass on the, on the stage? <laughs> what, will, what will happen? Do you think I'm going to be boo-hissed? Well, Eddie, uh, if they boo-hiss a black guy, the first black mayor on stage, I think that's going to be a problem. Well, look at Pocahontas. Oh, they consider yeah. her an Indian, right? And she was no, no, like, no. "Who's they?" And nobody did but her to get into a college. <laughs> the so left all did. Tenure? No, they did not. No, they did not. Nobody considered her. She just did it, and she sold it with such conviction. Like you'd be crazy to disagree with a woman who has that kind of power and who's that kind of crazy. 
You just wouldn't, right? If she thinks she's she's running around being Native American, let her run around thinking that she's Native American. Like Maxine Waters, I forget what she said. She said something totally insane. Did you hear this? Where Maxine Waters said not letting not letting these people into our country that are on the border that are coming in. Same as slavery. Yeah. I mean, like, what are you talking about, lady? Yeah. Okay, it says, uh, F you, Eddie, just win as city manager, and I hit send accidentally. And you always say the name before knowing because you're a fool. (laughs) 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 The guy literally made the claim that he hit send before he wanted to hit send, and then he calls me a fool, and he says he wants me to win anyway as city manager. (laughs) It's that type of grit and determination, you know, shining shining through all the – all the pain that's really going to turn the city around, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I'm just kind uh, of correction, need to turn correction this on Maxine Waters. Uh, uh, correction on Maxine Waters. What's being done to the Haitian migrants, as we call them, uh-huh. uh, is not the same as slavery. She said it's quote worse than what we witnessed in slavery. Oh, yeah, there we go. Uh-huh. Let them in. If that if Mad Max is saying that, it's time to let them in, right? Uh, go through America's frontline doctors for ivermectin. Yep. Uh, a doctor will write a prescription, fill it on the Honeybee Health Online. Worked for me, took four days. There it is. Everyone's getting their ivermectin, but then you are going to be a healthcare terrorist, right? Did you take high, Did you take ivermectin? The debate had so much gold. Eddie Manny played the race card, and as you said, you have rights as long as you are not planning to be in public. And you said you have rights as long as you are not planning to be in public. I'm not sure what that is. Sometimes I either have a hard time reading or a hard time understanding. Uh, yes, Eddie, we need a mayor that speaks Vato and Jive. Awesome. I'm jive. I, I love that. I speak Jive. Eddie Aragon, a real dynamo. Eddie Aragon, the candidate who speaks uh, Vato and Jive. Uh, Multilingual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You know where I'm going. You Come on. Oh, come on. You know where I'm going. Come on. Come on. Uh, yeah. Come on. Like late 1970s. Yeah. Okay. This is why he's the Dow 3000. No, yeah. airplane. It's like okay. it's one of my okay. favorite how do movies. I, how do Come I on. not go there? I just like, how do I, how do I not go there? I just got to go. I don't know. I, I always refer Man, to 70s movies. Man, up and mess my old lady. Got to be running cold upside down his head, you know? Hey, home, I can dig it. No, he ain't going to lay no more big rap up on you, man. I say, hey, Scott. Southern say I won't see. Uh-huh. Pray to Jay, I did the same old, same old. Mac yourself a pro, slick. The gray matter back, lot performers down. I take TCB in, man. Hey, you know what they say. See a broad to get that booty act. <laughs> Leg it down. And, and smack him, yak him. Oh, got to be. Yo, <laughs> 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 Whoa, we got to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, you can't. Uh, I you, said she. Uh, yeah, you don't get. No, you can't even infer it. It's so. not a piece of the pole to drink, so I run the job. <laughs> <laughs> Look at here. I can make and chomp it on some butter and drag through the garden. <laughs> there it is. Oh, my God. I can watch uh, that movie over right. and over again. Something? You're interrupting. Some more folk butter laying into the bone. Jack me up. Tighten me. I'm sorry. I don't understand. Cuddy say can't hang. Oh, stewardess. I speak jive. Oh, good. He said that he's in great pain and he wants to know if you can help him. All right, would you tell him to just relax and I'll be back as soon as I can with some medicine? <laughs> just hang loose, blood. She's going to catch up on the rebound on the meds. 
I can't go for the, the last part there, but uh, there you go. That's uh, what do you think, Dowd? I think uh, that's the beaver's mother. That's the beaver's now. mother. But what's that? That's the beaver's mother. That is the beaver's mother. Billings. <laughs> In the flesh. Uh, when are they going to cancel that movie uh, for being just absolutely racist? When is that going to happen? It was so un PC. Yeah, when, I really want to know when that's going to happen. Maybe, perhaps. Let me. Let me. So. I'm I'm I haven't gotten rejected because of my unvaccinated status. We know that um, they decided to go to move the goalposts and say, hey, let's do it via Zoom for the KOAT. Do I get disqualified uh, from the Monday debate uh, for uh, uh, Monday night because of my airtime today uh, on the Rock of Talk? What do you think, Dow? Do you think anything might uh, come come about uh, because of this broadcast this afternoon? Well, I mean, they have a they have a they have a problem because they have the Obi Wan Kenobi problem. You know, if you if you strike me down, Darth, my power only grows. So, <laughs> I, I I don't know, I don't know. I could go either way on this one. Yeah. on their strategy. Well, we can uh, <laughs> totally. sort of figure it out. Uh, five fifty fifty five hundred. Lots of other texts uh, coming in. I have more texts than I can get through. Oh, Wayne is still at it. Uh, at the end of this clip, the Border Patrol are heroes. Uh, I'm not going to see what that clip is. This guy is really just going at, he loves that F you. Uh, he really goes to, uh, uh, Q9 or Q9, uh, give, they gave Q9, is that correct? During yep. World War II in Africa for malaria. Okay. Yep. I don't know what that is, but, uh, uh, Eddie, big eye to ski area in 37 minutes. Your AM is coming absolutely through. El Mariachi. I don't know what that is. Is that a, a place to eat? I don't know. Gardunios uh. is out of, <laughs> Well, Gardena's for out-of-state uh, G. I don't, just like I don't use the N-word, I don't use the G-word around here, just so you know. Papa Felipe, I've never been there. Uh, Eddie in the military, the slogan for true leadership to be successful as follows. Fail to plan, then plan to fail. And a personal slogan that I used to teach my children was, poor planning produces poor performance. Your five C's of focus points for Albuquerque is right on. No provisional ballots should be allowed. That's a good one. I love that. Uh, wasn't there a big money scandal with the Gardenios years ago? Yeah, I went to the big D that don't mean Dallas. Uh, Sadie's is great. A lot of uh, votes for Sadie's. It is this great salsa. Now, if you go to the, the, the counter and you see the different, um, if you go to the counter and, and you're getting in the grocery store, I will tell you, um, Monroe's is literally second to none. But on a very close second for salsas out there, I'm telling you right now, if you have not picked up Cervantes salsas, Oh my gosh, you are so missing out. One of the great things about Cervantes that they do, they, they do we have salsa contest? Do we have a salsa contest uh, in this year's Albuquerque State Fair or New Mexico State Fair? I bet you they didn't. They used to have that, right? They used to have like best barbecue, best salsa, best all these things, and they'd have celebrities come in and test it, and then they'd rate it, et cetera, et cetera. Cervantes is great because it has the uh, actual chilies inside the salsa jar. Yeah, you get green chili in it. I think it's I think it's great. Cervantes is just up the road there on San Pedro and uh, Gibson, one of the better places to go there. But we're not here to talk about food. We'll talk a little bit more when we return. Uh, your calls and texts, if you like. I've not been paying attention to the board, so you may have been uh, calling. But we're going to wrap this up with uh, one more commercial break right here in the Kiva on AM 600 KIV, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress, the Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890 890- 
3736 for your own personal shopping experience. And Matthew's Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. 2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. Every year, 10% of homeowners sell their home. For 2021, it's estimated that the number will be even higher. For many, the plan to move in the past year was derailed or postponed, and many more have recognized the need for a different home for how they live now. You may not be ready to sell your home yet, but at some point, you're curious about how much your home is worth. Don't trust an automated online estimate to know the value of what is most likely your most important asset, especially in today's fast-moving market. Call us, the number one Keller Williams real estate group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com. Sun's up, and we're in the kitchen at Sunny Side Up. Two sides of turkey sauce, side of over medium eggs, and whole wheat toast. If Sunny Side Up did that in six seconds, imagine what Sunny Side Up will do for you and your friends. Sunny Side Up, Manala, Louisiana, next to the Sheraton. Auto thieves make stealing your vehicle a priority. We make preventing your vehicle from being stolen ours. Revelco NM.com. 505-550-4994. 505-550-4994. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. This is why people from all over go to JJ's Premier Tire and Services. This is Josefo from Santa Fe. I just blew a tire in my trailer. I was on my way to Albuquerque and I stopped at JJ's. So glad I did. The manager came over right away, quoted me an amazing price, and they had it in stock. No waiting. Within minutes, I had a new tire. Ready to go. I have a fleet of trucks and I've never received this kind of service from anybody. I'll be back. JJ's is your complete automotive repair center. From oil changes, brakes, alignment, air conditioning, to repairs on your engine to keep you safe on the road, JJ can do it. Hi, I'm JJ, and we built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. And we can service any car, light truck, or SUV. When we service your vehicle, we'll do it right. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Services on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. That's 821-5771. Hey, Grandpa and Stella, we need to get back to work. We are working, Eva. Yeah, all this cleaning and sanitizing is hard work. You do it right like we do. Exactly, Stella. Especially while serving all the yummy Monroe's food with a smile. Behind the mask. And in a safe, sanitized place. Hey, hey Eva, Eva, we, we want to race. race. I'll give you two a raise. Go and raise the flag and get back to work. We are going to Monroe's in Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. 
Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy the safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403. Begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Lining. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. It's made Albuquerque famous, Breaking Bad and the Candy Lady, a national landmark and an old town anchor for almost 40 years. Right here at 424 San Felipe and on the web at CandyLady.com, a tribute to Breaking Bad and a spectacular taste sensation that you'll never find anywhere else. Raw Greens on San Mateo, north of Manal. Come into Raw Greens, all-natural CBD and hemp products for anxiety, stress, sore muscles. Raw Greens topical creams, tinctures, and pet products. Raw Greens, online, cbd.theplaceilike.com. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448.
selfish things and rage against machines. I want to pierce my tongue and doesn't hurt a field
You need to have a playful attitude. I think you need to have a lot of insight. Uh, and if let me tell you, the first people generally to uh, die on any island are those who lose their sense of humor first. I've kept my sense of humor in spite and despite all the things that are happening. The more I get attacked, the more I laugh, because what else do you do? It is absurd. There are people who just can't help but think negatively all the time. And I will fight you all the way until the end because I'm going to get you to think positive because I got to keep hope and keep you alive. Let's think about that. Who's been here since day one during this entire COVIDiacy that's happened? How do we do it? We had to move the targets ourselves, adjust to their playing field, what they've done. They've controlled the narrative the entire time. And you're going to sit here and make fun of a guy who's been here holding your hand every second of the day, every day of the week, been here in good times and in bads, been giving you uh, inside analysis. We've been making predictions, punting on things, showing you that, hey, you know what, we're pretty much right. I think we have a pretty good record thus far in a lot of this, uh, uh, during a lot of this time. And Dowd's been one to hold my feet to the fire during this entire time. We've made many predictions, and Dowd, I know that, uh, you know, you keep track of that stuff, uh, holding our, ourselves accountable, which I think is the best thing. I'm the skunk at every party, Eddie. I'm, I'm the ant at every picnic. <laughs> good thing. It's a, it's a, funny. It's a very like good thing. Let's hit the top uh, news of our rock of talk, uh, shall we? Uh, rock of talk uh, blasts that go out every single day. We love them. Dowd's always focused on that. He works hard. Uh, we'd love for you to reward him. Uh, several people. We're getting a few people a day who are jumping on board and becoming uh, uh, subscribers. And uh, that's important uh, to us. We want to make sure that those people are annualized subscribers. We're getting opens of 20%, which is uh, unheard of, I guess, according to Dowd. Is that, is that unheard of, Dowd? Good numbers, good numbers. Those are good numbers. Okay, okay. So let's uh, let's get to our top five on the blast, shall we? Yeah, the top five. And, of course, you can get this email every day, ladies and gentlemen. You can sign up at rockoftalk.chat. It's uh, just a lengthy, well, not too lengthy, inform- uh, list of information, links you should know about, uh, news summaries, uh, today in history, that kind of stuff. We're going to kick things off with a new project of mine on, uh, on the Daily Blast. I'm going to try to help constituents and taxpayers in the city of Albuquerque, in Bernalillo County, in Grant County, in uh, Ruidoso, all over the state, see how taxpayer paid for websites are promoting particular politicians. Ooh, uh, and Eddie, this okay. was our number one wow. clicked item, which, you know, frankly, I thought nobody would be interested in this, but it's city councilor uh, Cynthia Borrego. This is the city of Albuquerque promoting her appearance at the Indian Village Powwow Grand Entry at the State Fair. Now, what sparked this was our friend Mr. Keller and our friend Mr. Gonzalez sort of using their official positions to promote themselves. uh, Reporters go covering them, you know, putting on press conferences and that kind of thing. Uh, In fact, no less an authority than Milan Simonich, a columnist up in Santa Fe, recently said, you know, following behind what I said weeks ago, when you get off a plane at the Sunport, who greets you? Well, Mayor Tim Keller greets you. And Eddie, That's something big, has yeah. stuck in my craw for years and years and years and years about politicians using taxpayer resources to promote, you know, say that they, they're promoting tourism or whatever. Yeah. What the hell is the city of Albuquerque, cabq.gov website, doing promoting this city councilor's meeting with some constituent group at the state fair. If she wants to pay for this on her own website, I would yeah. have no problem. This is the official city website. So, folks, I'm going to be following these people much more closely to see how they use your tax dollars to promote their careers. And I'm yeah. very heartened. I'm very heartened by the fact that this was our number one most clicked item. They are abusing 
the power that they have, the PR power that you pay for. So I'm going to be doing more of this, and it really proves what a great audience we have, that, that this was the most clicked item. Uh, number two was uh, – we move on, I, I think we should uh, you know, state there are similar things. You know, Tim Keller at the airport, Michelle Lujan Grisham on road construction signs. You know, these are people that you've heard unprovoked. They've told you for a long time, Dad, like they don't like to see this advertising with taxpayer dollars to say that they did it. What happened with a public service? It looks more like a public promotion. Uh, I think there's a number of reasons why they clicked in it, but uh, the, the, the top reason is that people don't like self-promotional politicians. Absolutely. And in state after state, some of the limited government people, conservatives and libertarians, are starting to push for state legislation at the state capitol to stop okay. politicians from doing this. And we, we need that in New Mexico. Uh, yep. Very quickly, number two was uh, Grant County. I read, of course, the Silver City Papers. Grant County, apparently the uh, fear porn down one of their newspapers saying our yeah. surge hasn't peaked yet. Uh, mm. We've had one person die either with or from COVID-19 in Grant County in September. And they're again, fear porning this. Oh, going crazy. we haven't peaked out yet. We're going to have two next month. It's, it's madness. <laughs> uh, number three was this crazy piece written by some guy, I don't know, some crazy libertarian in New Mexico about why mm. masking children uh, in New oh, Mexico. Oh, look at that. Children. You made the top five, finally. My own, uh, my own top five, absolutely. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, you. I see what you're doing there, Dowd. You're, well, you're attracting hey. people to the paid-for pieces. Uh, my grandma said, you know, you got to promote yourself because there's there no we go. anybody else ever will. Uh, and, 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 and Milano cookies. <laughs> yes. Uh, and number four was rampant time card fraud and lack of supervision at a public swimming pool in, you guessed it, the city of Albuquerque. Uh, we see inspector general reports again and again and again of abuse of uh, people on the payroll in Albuquerque. Eddie, this is a problem going back many years. Apparently the incumbent has done Absolutely nothing about it. Uh, and then finally, a give, uh, give uh, yourself give yourself an extra hour or two at the pool. Uh, no yeah. problem. Yeah, no big. Or three or five. Uh, and then finally, a press release from our beloved uh, Teresa Legere Fernandez, TLF. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I call her total less than fool, uh, TLF, uh, governing the whole, uh, you know, radiation compensation. And I know yeah. we have a lot of Cold War veterans yeah. in, in the audience, so uh, I just wanted to inform them about that. But thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Sign up for your free daily email at rockoftalk.chat. There you go. There it is. Uh, there he is, the Dow 3000, closing up shop and closing things out. Uh, the only way Dow, we'll see him bright and early tomorrow. Uh, Rebecca, some final words there from you, young lady. Uh, all I can say is that uh, everybody needs to wake up. We need to refuse to comply like I've been doing today. And um, remember that resistance is not futile. There we go. There she is. Uh, Rebecca jumping in on this show. And thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in. Don't forget, I am running from air. Fight for 505.com if you want to make a donation. If you want to jump on board with uh, what we're doing, uh, don't forget to sign up at rockertalk.chat where you can see all of our missives only there. Very cool, and uh, I've got to appreciate the, the space there that's being allowed by D-Dowd Muska. We'll see you tomorrow, uh, bright and early here in the Kiva. We're going to go out to a little Jimmy Eat World, the middle, AM1600KIVA, ABQ.FM. Your own way. It's a sex.
This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.